0: So we're live.
1: We're live. Hey everyone and welcome to the Nerdy of North podcast. It's a nerdy podcast and it's hosted by a Northern Nerds. I am one of your hosts, Sam.
0: And I am the, 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 the other host, Paul. And we are joined today by like I say, some amazing guests. Um, Beautiful
1: room tonight.
0: Yes. It, there's a lot of uh, people that like been on the podcast before, but they've not been on together. So it is going to be interesting. So we have... The ignatic Graham Graham. Basically you don't know what shit's gonna come out. He's got he <laughs> the, did actually refer to himself as uh Hitler before we went. Was it dead Hitler <laughs> or not? No, what, what what kind of Hitler? So Hitler has was, already I was been pumped out. Hitler.
2: Hitler, so yeah. we, we were talking about how we were like gonna we you know, um Jessica had put like some uh good lipstick on so it'd show up on the black and white filter, and I was like, Oh, I should have done that, but then musing about the fact I'd look like a vaudeville villain or gay hitler and I'm just like oh that's not <laughs> really what a I like hitler, but, you know, so yes. at the moment I'll just be an egg with some facial hair stuck on it so, <laughs> to, all that guy from star wars I keep making the joke but literally <laughs> the it.
0: headphones are getting bigger <laughs> <laughs> but yes and we are joined by the wonderful dan uh, from blade and marvelous again like I save- she is becoming a bit of a firm fan favourite as well, so she's getting yes. her own little audience. Uh, like I say, everyone seems to I love her or wants to be on with her now. I actually am getting requests from the people of the team, sending us private messages I want to be on with Dan. so
3: <laughs> people... <laughs> uh, They're all drunk. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: drunk. Yes, and we have got the beautiful Jessica, who is looking like a movie starlet from the 50s right here and now, uh, putting us all to shame
2: massively Um... (laughs) well one of us made an effort (laughs) to be fair to be fair though i was i was musing about you know how we were talking in the chat about basically like dressing up as like universal monsters for this, but none of us (laughs) could be bothered i really wanted to try and dress up as dracula and like paint the black sort of widow's (laughs) peak on as a reward ever but then I was just realized. Then I then do the entire episode like the count from Sesame Street. <laughs> <laughs> One. How many years since Thatcher's death? One. Oh. Ah, 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 start again. He
0: ah, ah, started already, guys. But yes,
2: <laughs> it'd be quite
0: amusing if how hot it was getting if things start running down your oh. forehead and start like yeah, so, that's so, it. I'd be I'd be like, I'll
2: like, like Gary Oldman in the Fifth Element. Just yes.
1: You're <laughs> <laughs> so right. brilliant so yes, oh, so, so this wow. episode
2: we have talked about
0: doing this episode for quite a while but we've never really had like the people or the people to be involved with yeah. this type of episode i know we were meant to have another member involved charlotte but like I say a pooch is not very well so hope ruby does like get better and like say we are thinking about you charlotte i know you're in the chat so hopefully things do like pull around for ruby there but yes we, so, are, we
1: are we thinking of you massively, and hi to the chat as well. Wow, you guys are on fire already.
0: I'm ignoring the chat tonight. They're all pissed. They're all morons. So oh,
1: <laughs> goodwill's in there, so it's all right. We we're, yeah. we're He's he's
0: drunkest out the all. He's been the pub today with Jake. So he's, ready for, the he's ready for the lickings. He's ready for the tomorrow.
1: Yes, oh, <laughs> you just wait, Michael. You just wait.
0: So yes, to get the get the promo out as well. So with it being bank holiday weekend. The Nerdy Up North team are going to Nerd Fest, and at, at force so we will have our own little table. We'll have a banner as well, so we'll not be that hard to spot. So please come mm-hmm. and see us, and we will be having a few games and little like tasks for the Nerdy Up North members members to win prizes, and uh, and not like I discussed off air. If you rub me head, you won't. We'll win the pro uh, the the cosplay competition because that will get me in trouble. Yes,
1: <laughs> you're also not a judge, so. Yes.
0: Don't be I could be down now down after here. a judge has pulled yeah. out, so yes. I might just put myself back in. And to be fair, I can do the fuck what I want. So.
4: Oh, oh, that's <laughs> Isn't a <laughs> <laughs> But
0: yes. So i just had to wow. having a little Napoleon complex out the way of there, so that's fine. Wow. But yes, so we have been wanting to do this episode for quite a while, and everyone has been good this week because normally we just wing it, but we okay, have do, all we? been doing our homework and... Okay. and
1: I always prepare. You know me. You do. When he says, he means me and him, we pretty (laughs) much just wing fucking everything. And we're the ones who come up with the topic. So, Mm -hmm. but before we get into the the nitty gritty of everything, because I am, I have been so excited for this episode. I'm going to get the disclaimer out of the way with and We're just going to crack on in. I ain't asking you guys any questions today because I just want to talk about this. (laughs) So... Everything discussed in today's episode is our opinions and our opinions alone. If you'd like to discuss anything from today's episode, please come and join us in the Facebook group where we can have an open discussion. Oh, what we won't have is anyone coming for us and telling us our opinions are wrong. We can all agree to disagree in fandom. So let's keep it fun, keep it kind and keep the toxic behaviour out of nerdism.
0: Very well And I did
1: that while, while Graham... Was pulling faces because I could fucking see you.
2: <laughs> no, I'm invisible. I, I'm like, I'm, You're the invisible I'm like man. Cold rains, invisible like this. I'm just a floating shirt running around. To oh. be fair, though, <laughs> I'll be disappointed if he doesn't
0: start pulling out bandages and wrapping himself up as we're going on. That's so, what you to done. the point bandages where the he's glasses. just got
2: the sunglasses out. I've, well, I've got some toilet roll Could I get some toilet <laughs> roll That
1: would be brilliant.
2: You know, like cost of living crisis mummy. Right? <laughs>
0: So, yeah, so, yeah. so, question I would like to ask you guys before we start. When did you get introduced to the universal horror or monsters, shall we say? Because I was probably at a very young age, but I didn't get introduced to the universal monsters first. I was a big fan of the hammer horror, like Christopher Lee and that mm. type of like the British style, uh, like of horror. That to me, that was what I was introduced first. And as I got a little bit older, like you hear the stories and you see like things. And that that's I was probably about twelve or thirteen when I actually did see them first, like say that the universal monsters.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know about you guys. Were you was I around about the same age, younger, older?
1: About the same. I was about 14, 15 15. Because it was the first trip I went to, first time I went to Universal Studios in Florida when I was 15. And I went to the Monster Movie Makeup set. Mm-hmm. And they did, oh, it's so brilliant. They did it's um it wasn't it it did focus on the the starting point in Universal Monsters was more to do with the the how it's developed, like how it's grown in it. It just intrigues Makeup does massively intrigue us, and that's where my little love started for it, and it's just It's growing all so big.
0: What about you, done?
3: I saw a picture of Elsa Lanchester and I became immediately fascinated with how somebody wasn't mainstream beautiful, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yet was the most beautiful woman I'd ever seen in and out of makeup. So Mm -hmm. I was like, I have to see what this is about. And then like I I think I remember going to Blockbusters with my dad and going, dad 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 please I want to see these videos Mm
2: -hmm. and so he
3: hired like a load of either Betamax because I'm the old age pensioner in this group or uh, (laughs) VHSs and I I sat and watched them like and and I think he even got a late fine because I I refused to give them back at one point so (laughs) I must I I want to say it was about maybe 10 11 ish and I just remember just looking at her and Just It was like awe, you know, like when you look in someone, you looked, it it was just like looking at her going, wow. And then you sort of discover everything else in a waterfall or cascading afterwards. It's just like, yeah. And Mm -hmm. to this day, she's still the most beautiful woman I think I've ever seen because she's so unconventional. Yeah, totally agree.
0: It is one of the more iconic looks as well. And I don't think, like for a, like, especially a female in horror, it's just striking like mm-hmm. you, you see a bride of frankenstein and it instantly hits like say that, that look and that how that comes across and i don't think it's ever been changed like because like, you've, you've seen that many different versions of frankenstein you've seen that many vi- versions of dracula but that vision has never been replicated or well not it's been replicated but never been altered or like moved mm-hmm. away from
4: mm-hmm. like
0: the first version what about you, Jessica? What was your first for you?
5: Um, I can't remember how young I was. Uh, I spent a lot of time with my uh, granddad, so watching movies was all black and white films. Mm-hmm. Um, he wasn't quite up on getting me like kids' films to watch, so I got given all the old movies. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And kind of thing like, just being a grim little child, it was like I'm the one with the monsters, and <laughs> he steps <stopped speaking laughs> all out for me of like every single one and i had like he got me the novels of dracula frankenstein and stuff so it's kind mm-hmm. of obsessed from so young of just like monsters <laughs> <laughs> no it's good like i still love Mahori to now mm-hmm. there's something beautiful about the old styling mm-hmm. like it just looks so much like there's more attention paid
4: mm-hmm. to
5: atmosphere and lighting mm-hmm. and everything definitely um,
0: yeah. <laughs> no, I, I say I, I think as a production as well, that that's the one thing I've noticed since revisiting the like everything has a purpose. Nothing's mm-hmm. just put in for like visual or anything say Everything mm-hmm. serves a purpose. And it, it's one of them normally you can watch a film and you play on your phone or you can talk when and you're not concentrating, you can still follow it. Days you look away for like thirty seconds and you missed oh. like a major thing or you've missed something that's happened and i love that aspect to it and it like the risks and the the effects and things that they did in these movies paved the way for what we have now like effects wise or special like effects wise like these were like the trailblazers in my eyes for a lot of different things like people was like say the bigger movies like gone with the wind or um like it's a wonderful life and stuff like do get the, the credit like of being black and white movies but these ones were more ambitious in a way of like to try and tell the impossible with the without things like they were doing like camera tricks and or certain things and it just blew yeah. me, my mind things like, this was in the 30s and 40s where computers and stuff wasn't around they were doing this with trick lenses uh cutting splicing film it just blows your mind what they could do and how they could do it
2: yeah it's the it's the sheer style of the films as well like like uh Frankenstein, especially where it's just like you know, like the sets are so crazy. Like when you watch old films, like the Cabinet of Doctor Cal- Caligari and whatnot, and just being like, why does everything? Why is everything crooked? Like it's, it's mm-hmm. you know, we see it nowadays in things like Tim Burton and whatnot, where it's mm-hmm. the idea of the the whole set is mad. Like it looks like it was put in by a Sunderland builder or something. You just go <laughs> like, what? what? You know, it's like how many angles do you want here exactly? And but it's that amazing style. And then like you're saying. Like the Invisible Man, like I was watching that just being like, how did they do this? Like, you know, like how did, you know, and then you go, oh, they probably just sort of went frame by frame and cut everything out. Like, Mm -hmm. and that's like, that's like thinking about the pyramids being made where they're like, oh, how did they do this? Oh, they just had a 10,000 people and a hundred years. And you're like, okay, that was an interesting (laughs) time, but no, it is amazing
0: though. No, definitely. And what what about you, Graham? Where, how did you get like started?
2: I've got to be honest, I literally I got influenced by proxy with these I think, because I didn't actually see most of these movies that we're talking about today until about five years ago Like Mm -hmm. um, My mate Ian had the full box set of them on, is it either DVD or Blu-ray, and then I basically borrowed it and like binged watched all of them but then Mm -hmm. it's the idea of we've experienced all of them through pop culture because of how mm-hmm. iconic they are. So even mm-hmm. stuff like when I was a kid watching stuff like Rocky Horror and then watching stuff like Bride of Frankenstein and watching things like, you know, uh, Frankenstein and effectively in Dracula and just being like, oh, that shot is from that or, oh, that hand yeah. gesture is from that or, you know, and it's like Lovecraft, where you just look into horror and you just go, "Oh, everything leads back to this, or everything leads back to like you know Dracula or the creature from the Black Lagoon and whatnot." And so it's kind of crazy watching them and feeling like you knew them when you didn't. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. obviously, I knew the characters, like we're saying, we're talking about the Bride of and yeah. is such an iconic thing. Dracula, you know, like um, Bella Lugosi mm-hmm. as a person is amazing, mm-hmm. and you know, it was it, so I kind of knew it. Yeah, by association, I think. Mm-hmm. But then, obviously, as yeah, soon that. as
4: I watched
2: them, I was like, I love these. These are brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely. And that shows you, like... Because you worry with these type of movies.
0: Like, like when you talk to kids these days, or I was at work the other week. I was talking to some kids... Sam's going to freak out about this. I was talking to some young kids about Ghostbusters, and they were asking us, what's Ghostbusters? <gasps> so, <laughs> and, and, like, these are, like, tw- 18, 20-year-olds. It's like... If they're not watching movies like Ghostbusters and stuff like that, they've <laughs> got zero chance of them going back and watching, yeah. like, say, these oh, well, type of movies.
2: Paul, Paul, can you just cut to the footage of Frankenstein chucking the little girl in the leg? <laughs> 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 no, That's literally the reaction
3: to that. <laughs> 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 Yeet that kid in the blood. <laughs> Get it. <laughs>
2: We've
3: all felt were... like that, Frankie, don't worry. Oh, that's so
0: funny. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing, though, because like, I always worry. I know I probably worry too much about like pop culture and stuff moving on and leaving these type of classics behind. But as Graham said, like, the, the, the visual aspects will will stay with us. And this is... These are probably the first movies I watched uh like Jessica said I went back and read the books like after watching Dracula as a kid I went and got the uh, like watched read Bra- Bram Stoker's Dracula Mary Shelley's Frankenstein um Jekyll and Hyde and stuff like that I it mm. took us on a different literature as well but like this week has been like blowing my mind when I've been watching these movies back like the tricks and things like talk about like probably the like two most famous ones shall we say is uh like say in my opinion is probably frankenstein and dracula now so i went back and watched the original dracula bella lugosi and it was beautiful like the lightning everything was just perfect but one thing i did notice no sound no sound.
5: There was no music it's like so in the other ones quiet.
2: it's crazy i noticed that mm-hmm. as well Now i was just Me like too. oh okay it's- like that's
5: it's down well, to the fact that it's the first time they ever attempted um, sound in a film. Before this, they were all silent movies. So Frank mm-hmm. the opera was the one just before that spurred them to go and do Dracula. Yeah. So they took it from the stage play
4: mm-hmm.
5: and translated it to film. So things like putting a soundtrack behind them, nobody had thought of this yet, because you wouldn't do that during a stage play. Yeah. It's all about the dialogue. Mm-hmm. It's like weird, like Dracula, nothing really ever happens. It's, yeah.
1: Yeah, you don't think you it's, kind, about of, it, you don't it's see kind of that sorry. Um, sorry. No, you, it's me. Jessica spits, sorry. Jeff, no, no, Jessica, Jessica, spits sorry. facts, by the way. This is <laughs> not <laughs> like a delicious list.
2: That. I only spill bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, but I you know, it's this, so quiet though. It's so like it's such an incredibly quiet film. I mean, I know necrophiliacs that would be put off by that amount of silence. It's like it's this horrible, like just and yeah. it works so well. Like, you know, where you just go... Like, you know... Sorry. I love the fact that... Not Grimm to be fair, though. It's like, on like brand. We're talking about Dracula ching- swords.
4: So...
1: I think Dan's broken. <laughs> <laughs> you're good. You're good. She's, She's
2: good. still here. She's still with us. <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say now. Just distracted by Dan.
3: Oh, amazing. Screen, uh, oh, that's amazing.
0: When I, as Jessica said before, with, it's all about, like, the the... Like the presence, the state presence. Because when I was watching Dracula Back, I was like, nothing much is happening, they're just all staring at each other.
3: Yeah. But and... it was the lighting. If you if you look at how they filmed, every time they went on to um Bella as the count, the lighting just stripped across his across eyes. His eyes, yeah. yeah. It was constantly just that, that one bit and it highlighted like just under the brow line and his eyes. And that must have been a killer for him not to blink, because yeah. he was constantly like Eyes popping out of his head, and I noticed in that film (spoiler alert) he dies. Um, no. Yeah, <laughs> the bit at the end it was so anticlimactic when you watched it, and he would just like Van Helsing just went donk, and then you, you didn't see him. You didn't see him do it. You just saw him open the cabinet and hear ah. And yeah, because John Hartman
0: over. and Nina was going Get up the stairs, run up the stairs away, yeah, and everything's going to be fine.
2: So I, I, I think to be fair, Bella Lugosi, they, 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 he, he just hadn't turned up or something. Or they're like, <laughs> oh, we only had him for a couple of days. Yeah. You know?
3: Couldn't be asked, is that I'm done now?
2: But the oh. scary thing is, though, like when I realised halfway through just re watching it for this, realising that Renfield doesn't blink is terrifying <laughs> um, after yeah. he's gone mad. Yeah. And you yeah. just go, well done, sir. That was a very long
0: shot. <laughs> But I completely like, forgot oh, about God. the Renfield aspect to it, like to the start, because I was expecting when it loaded up, I was going, oh, it's in the carriage. It's going to be John Harkness that's going to be telling the story. And I was get Renfield. I was like... Shit, we're getting the Renfield story. I forgot about this, so I, was, I got us
2: even more excited about it as well. <laughs> well. It's kind of interesting, isn't it? Because it, it deviates from the book, because obviously the book kind of, the Renfield thing happens in like in the book, but it's b- before the action, where basically Renfield gets sent over there to do uh, Jonathan Harker's job, and then basically goes nuts and organises some, and then he comes back to the england and they put him in an asylum and then they go okay we need to send jonathan over to finalize the deal and get the contracts and stuff signed and then this one just goes oh let's skip that middle bit and just i know like jonathan hark is in it but he doesn't do anything he's literally just yeah. standing there being like i'm a man yes <laughs> I
4: mean, you
1: know,
2: with a, a very hand nice hand suit on <laughs> yeah he's like i am a suit like he's literally a shop dummy that they've somehow yeah. animated <laughs> but, you know but it He had
3: that account. fact that he had to speak all like this at all times when he was clearly American, but he had that very <laughs> voice that they use when they talk about things like that, don't
5: they?
0: <laughs> that was perfect.
5: Um, um Universal change, so many of these ones as well. Like, so when you go through the novels, mm-hmm. um, Dracula's not portrayed as being this kind of suave, attractive man. He's, he's portrayed like, oh, he's described he's hideous.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: He's grotesque. Like, the idea of that guy coming near is just like, oh. <laughs> this is done because of Bellegovce. Like he brought this all of a sudden. Dracula's sexy.
4: Yeah, <laughs> and now,
5: I don't think anyone could see him as not. Um, yeah, similar so yeah, yeah. Frankenstein. Um, mm-hmm. Mary Shelley's is not described in that way. It's all Universal's choices. Mm-hmm. Right now, we altered the characters. That anything other than them doesn't seem right. But they yeah. the original depictions. Yeah. No, hundred
0: percent. I. Like the aesthetics and this, like everything, as we said before, is done to the like, like the 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 length that they went to for the like any little bits of detail that they put in, like going, like I know we're jumping all over the place. I'll try and get a bit more oh. structure in a second. Like if you go <laughs> to the Wolfman, the transition from man to wolf or wolf to man is breathtaking, especially when you think of like what, like how many different transformations we've had since then. That yeah. have been so terrible. Like the only one that jumps out of my mind to be up there is Werewolf in London. Like, yeah. like to be is like like the standard bearer. But watching that back was just amazing. But going back to like say the like say the original Dracula, as Dan said, the end when it ends, you think it, it comes off the screen. You, play, you hear the music and it's like Universal. The end It's like what? Where? I want more. <laughs> yeah, <that laughs> but I think that was a lot with the universal ones like the endings kind of just ended and like it didn't really think but when you look back through and i didn't realize what, till to start looking up about the universal monsters how many there actually were and how many sequels there were as well
4: mm-hmm. and all
0: if you buy the box set like the collections i've got the alex ross uh steel steel tin books that are beautiful. absolutely beautiful um but there's like Five, six DVD, Blu-rays, and like mm-hmm. you got the disc one, but there's about thirty odd different films.
4: Yeah. Um, yeah,
0: if you look through the back catalogue, yeah, like, they, if you include the Albert and Costello ones as well.
1: Yeah, the one that I got has so you've got the movie, but then you've got all the extras that comes with the movie as well. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily the films, but it's like kind of if, you, if there's any like little mini documentaries on there, they like they're on that disc too. It mm-hmm. was well worth the money. And it was well worth me not having to fucking look for these movies because, by God, it's hard. And they were getting on me nerves, and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to buy it because this is something that I will treasure Mm. and watch forever and ever. So it's not like it's just for this weekend. It -hmm. was just perfect timing for this weekend.
3: Going back to what Jessica was saying, though, Universal knew what they were doing. And I'm going to butcher his surname, so apologies apologies now. Carl, is it Lemiel? I'm not really Uh, sure how to say. Uh, yeah, Carl. Yeah. yeah, he. <laughs>
2: that, I think they. Lose... <laughs> yeah,
3: that one. Him. Lemley. It's
1: they Lemley. Lemley. I <laughs> it's Lemley. I'm just... just
2: call <laughs> him Carl.
3: About there. Yeah, it's Carl <laughs> yeah. Lemley, the owner of Universal Studios. That gazer, Carl. Yes. Yeah, him. Yeah, he, he knew what he was doing because what he managed to do was make an anti hero. And mm. you'd never seen anti heroes. Mm. In the silent movies, it was all about the dastardly man tying the woman to the train tracks and her fainting and everything being like, Ew, Oh, oh we Which
2: just so over the top when guns exist. You just go, Really, <laughs> this is like you know.
3: Yeah. I'm just gonna cut know. her into a thousand pieces and run over by a train.
2: Yeah, but, like, oh well, you know, it's like Dick Dastardly, actually, the epitome of that, where you just <laughs> exactly going, so you're telling me that you were miles in front in the race and decided to stop to set up a trap for the yeah. people behind you. And yeah. you sit there and be like, yeah but that's dumb, why you? he always <laughs> lost that's
0: why he always lost well
2: you know just like just finish the fucking race dick you just another <laughs> <that, though>? just <laughs> Mom, Lee's like we can't <laughs> if even we feed talk, if talk about dis-
0: if you if you get a hat tomorrow you
2: can do the cosplay perfectly for that grim <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i'd be amazing just spend the entire Nerdfest fest tying people up randomly just <laughs> or yelling at pigeons <laughs> <laughs> <It's just
4: tired. laughs>
3: tying goodwill up
2: <laughs> sorry totally derailed you Dan. yeah no, that's sorry. all right
3: totally done. literally is the idea of the anti-hero because you find yourself with ev- well i know i do because i'm a weirdo i empathize every time with the monster and i always think mm-hmm. the yeah. monster is actually the hero because the monster is the one that is always trying to do the right thing. these people come into their world mm-hmm. or they they create them and then they fuck up their world or yeah. they'll Fuck up how they're 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 teaching them to be human or whatever the the, yeah. the end game is, and all they want is to either exist or not. In Frankenstein's case, not because mm-hmm. he makes it very clear in one of the films when he sits there. I can't remember if it's the Bride or Frankenstein itself where he sits there and he says, "I don't want to live. I want to die." I think it was the Bride, of Frankenstein, I think it's the Bride, yeah, yeah. Um, definitely the Bride. Uh, you know you can tell but all the way through I'm always led to the monster and I'm always sitting there thinking to myself yeah that's the one I feel sorry for that's the one I I empathize with I couldn't give a fuck about all those other people they can get in the bin you know it's like (laughs) I I watched them I watched Frankenstein a few years ago for the first time in like many
1: years and I find myself actually getting really angry at everyone else except him because to me, he's this new being, this new creature who has no idea of how to be a person, and the people who are there to teach him are bullying him and torturing him to the point where he just snaps. And I was like, "You motherfuckers!" <laughs> I was so angry. And then with a the little girl, I thought that was fucking ridiculous. Like she—that was the, that the, water was not deep a,
2: enough. a puddle and she drowned. Well, but no, it was, not I, deep enough. The fact that they didn't have armbands back in those days or
4: something. <laughs> you know, floaties. It like, no yeah, floaties for her. They'd just
2: given her one of those
0: foam paddles. We would have <laughs> been like, oh, that's fine, you know. I just thought it was aggressive giving the the monster a flower when he when she knew how allergic he was to pollen. So I just thought that was very nasty of her.
2: So she oh, got what she deserved
1: it then. Get the the All of
2: all of the monsters are kind of sympathetic. And it's odd yeah, because absolutely. obviously in Frankenstein, the novel, it is a sympathetic creature like uh, frankenstein's monster whereas dracula isn't dracula is viewed as an actual like total villain like monster in his story and then and it's weird that the universal depiction does it that way and Mm -hmm. then we like and then obviously all adaptations of dracula since have seemed to go oh actually maybe he's not that bad like bram stoker's dracula bringing the love aspect into it that just wasn't there originally Mm -hmm. but um But yeah, like all of them, like uh, the Phantom of the Opera is a very, you know, he is a tragic anti-hero. And even the creature of the Black Lagoon, like basically (laughs) these bastards come in like, pull his uncle's hand out of a mountain kind of thing, and then he's just like, oh, come on. Oh, you put bloody tents up here. Did he not read the sign? I don't know why he's from Yorkshire. Creature um, is one of
1: my favourite movies, and now all I'm going to be able to hear is a fucking Yorkshire accent. Yeah. Oh-ho! Oh. Oh,
2: just, just,
3: just come out Lagoon! Yeah. I tell, tell thee, you should have left the hand alone, and then yeah, up it up down that skin. Go on, off you go. Hang
2: on. I've just killed two people with ball cuts. Bastards. But, you know...
3: You bastard. Sorry,
5: Yorkshire.
2: <laughs> I am unapologetic.
5: It's so surreal because that's where I live at the moment and that's How, <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm
2: <laughs> how many black lagoon monsters have you encountered?
5: Lately? Well, it's quite
2: morning. Like Depends where she goes in
0: Yorkshire. so out of the ones like I know it's impossible to watch them all. We've all tried this week to watch as many as we can. Basically, what would you say is your ultimate favorite? Like the one that you've watched that's either surprised you or that you're still oh, enjoying that.
3: there.
0: I so Dan, so Dan, showing a true colours first. <laughs> so we'll let her <laughs> okay. go first there. <laughs> so Dan,
3: it's always going to be the Bride for me. It's that that story that whilst he was she was called the Bride of Frankenstein. She was actually supposed to be mm-hmm. the. The, the Frankenstein monsters bride but mm-hmm. and that's another thing that pisses me off people that refer to Frankenstein's yes. monster as Frankenstein yeah. but I get why because the marketing and uh, people were yeah. just st- stupid but um <laughs> the, it'll always be the bride because it's like a, a love story and then it's like well you don't like me so we're both gonna die
4: <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah and everybody dies mm-hmm. at the end so, the only thing know. that
0: threw me completely after watching that, I forgot all about it till so I saw it again and I was like, what the fuck? When the scientists start bringing the little people in the jars? <laughs> yes, the,
1: the marsupials, <laughs> yeah.
4: What
2: the fuck? Like, yeah. genuinely <laughs> what was, like, like, queen, the
4: fuck? We watched Frankenstein
2: later. But we watched them like really late on in the day, like Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein were pretty late on in the day when me and Ian binged them. And it got to this point of being like, are we hallucinating? Or is this actually, no, this is actually happening? Because <laughs> I was just like, I don't know. I'm going to be really harsh. I do not like Bride of Frankenstein. I think it was my least favourite out of all, all the films. I like what it's doing. But when I watched it in the context of all of the films, you're a bit mm-hmm. like, why is this a comedy? Like it is, <laughs> And it's so weird that we watched Frankenstein and then that. And you're like, these are, this is literally like a sort of, you know, where they just go, oh, mm-hmm. let's make a sort of comedy remake of Terminator. a musical version of terminator and but you know i i enjoyed it but it just it's a weird one for that very reason where you're just going the first one was very scientific and very realist and very sort of the the horror is that this might happen and then you just go little people with no explanation as to how this happens i mean
3: my backup is creature my backup will (laughs) always be the creature of the black lagoon because it's that whole thing that when you Analyze it, and you you realize how much swimming and free diving uh, Rico mm. Browning had to do. It was also yeah. directed by Todd Browning, who directed Freaks, yeah. um, which is an absolutely epic film. If anybody oh. gets a chance to oh, watch it, it's unreal. It's what Ryan Murphy based American Horror Story mm-hmm. Freak mm-hmm. Show off of. So it's 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 one of those films when you think about what Rico Browning had to go through to be in that entire costume swimming underwater. For the length of time that he was down there for mm. um and all the other guys that were doing their their shots they must have spent at least 60 of that underwater that film, yeah. mm. and and it was crazy it was absolutely beautiful. crazy the payoff
1: is that beautiful s- sequence of where she's swimming on the top and he's swimming below yeah and oh and way. they mirror each other and it is oh it's fucking spectacular i absolutely love it
0: i i before, I think before I sammy goes really like, all um, goes crazy with the creature, but just coming back to the bride of Frankenstein, there was elements I enjoyed. Like I say, I loved the like I say the relationship between Frank, uh, Frankenstein's monster and and the bride when he was like like holding hands and she was just screaming in his face to the point <laughs> that it was it's just like, like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, we
4: empathise.
0: <laughs> but like I say that element was just hilarious. But as Graham said, the little people in the jar just threw me for a loop. I was like, what the fuck's going on here? Um but at, like all the way throughout the staple of this one, you always get the crazy crazy woman that's like telling stories and going, "Oh, you are going to watch she's out." Something.
2: Oh. I I one, don't know the... how I feel about her. We were literally like, "Does she have an off button?" Because she's in the invisible hand as well, and you just go yes. like, "She fucking is, isn't she?" <laughs> <It's>
3: <laughs> Do you know sweet. what? though? She reminded me of a Carry On film. Like, mm. yes, you took her yeah. out of a nineteen sixties Carry On film, and you. <laughs> Put her in a 1930s movie. 1934. She'd hold up in both of them. Oh, yeah. blimey! Oh, <laughs> blimey! He, it's that it's scream in The Invisible Man when
1: she's just, mm. she's not really seen anything. Mm-hmm. And oh, that was it. Her husband's just been chucked down the stairs and she's hysterically screaming for like oh. no reason whatsoever. Honestly, I was wetting myself. I, I laughed we, a
5: lot through that movie. We, we were,
4: we were watching
5: Context, um, Dr. Pretorius, so the guy with the jars, yes.
4: um
5: how creepily perverted he is about the whole thing. Yeah, yes,
4: yeah.
5: It comes up he has he's a really kind of ambiguous character of sexuality-based mm-hmm.
4: because mm-hmm. his
5: kind of perversion for Henry is a bit mm-hmm. off at yeah. certain points. Um and he's trying to create a woman, and he's like he has this thing where he like he toys between it's kind of it's the bride, like the perfect female figure, but also like a daughter that mm-hmm. you can coach as they get older. Yeah. Um, and that's that's the bit I like about it most is like <laughs> this weird, creepy, obscure man who just appears of just kind of like hello
4: he <laughs> yeah. was an understand.
0: architectural evil scientist type thing like showing up and just saying i'm just going to play with things almost to the point like we've got reanimator from type these type of aspects to oh, it as God, well that yeah. movie uh,
2: <laughs> wow and he's camper's tits okay? Yeah, <laughs> you know we, we just it, need to appreciate
5: it is. he is the epitome of camp at that time and it's like it's almost kind of like i wouldn't i would love to have known at its exact year, when that came out, what the reaction was to so... such yeah. a camp villain. Mm. It probably, a it
4: like that
5: was, did it, it cause controversy? Did people just kind of go, I, I don't know. They probably just thought, they just thought it was very about him or
2: not. <laughs> we <Well, you> wonder, <laughs> does this strange. tie into, like, um, you know, mm-hmm. like obviously how films portrayed gay people in the past, where they went, oh, he's camped, therefore he needs to be a villain. And, you know, that's... Yeah. They basically went, all gay people are evil, therefore they're like this. So you wonder if maybe his campness was added to him as a villain there, whereas we're kind of seeing him as this quirky weirdo character, whereas they must have gone, oh he's a bad guy, oh, because he's really camp and stuff. And you wonder if that played into it, but like, yeah, yeah but he's, he's a nutter. <laughs> 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 just, just putting it there, but the whole thing is campus hits. like, um,
0: hits. Yeah. No, definitely, and it's, it's weird, because I know I've alluded to it before, but how like these films still resonate with like movies like that's going up, going up that goes through. After watching Bride of Frankenstein, all of a sudden I had to watch Weird Science. You just popped into my head straight away, so I had to
2: go from Bride of Frankenstein. Which is just an incredibly gay movie. If we're going to be honest about this, wow, Gary, the, the amount of lingering <laughs> shots on a teenager's ass, and you're like, okay, this is. Well, to be fair, it was John Hughes, so
0: like I say, I'll tell that. <laughs> <laughs> but I was um... just
3: combing my hair. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Bill Paxton's character still—is it Bill Paxman? It was Bill Paxman, isn't it? Or Bill? That's yes.
3: Paxton. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah. Um, his character is a chid uh, he's like Gary uh, Wyatt's brother is just hilarious. <laughs> um, like I say, why do you? Uh, like I say, I'm not going to try and do the one liners now because they just won't work. But. Uh... Again, that's a different podcast for a different day. If I can go into that, but yeah, <laughs> um, what about you, Jessica? Are you another fan of the bride with you wearing the t shirt as well? There,
5: um, no, well, yeah, it is, it's up there for me, and some of the, like my favorites. There's one, uh, I only found it recently. It's class, it's class is basically the Lost Universal film, so oh. just, I'm here just to find it again and re release it. And it's one called The Old Dark House. I have heard of this, it features. The Doctor from the Bride, course, mm-hmm. uh, right. Karloff's in there. Yes, um, there's a plethora the... of old Universal actors.
1: Is Lugosi in it?
5: Legosi's... No, Karloff. It's also, Karloff. Is
2: that the film where the people get stranded in a storm in this house, and then on the third floor there's a weird? Yeah. I literally randomly watched that like two months ago because I got that like old, you know, the old app where basically it's movies that have run out of copyright and it just came up there and I was like, oh, let's watch that. I thought that was brilliant and it was weird just being like, why are all of these famous people in this one random film?
5: It That's is. A, that it's, was a great film. It's done amazingly because, again, it's like a stage play because it's all set in one room. Everyone always exits out the same doll and comes back in, no matter where they're going in the house, it's one doll they used to come in and out. Um, It's comedic in its way mm-hmm.
4: because
5: there's some Amazing lines is the little wizened old lady and she just keeps <laughs> kicking off the whole time. She's like, there's no beds, like they can stay, but there's no beds. Um, and,
2: and the tourists, like, isn't there it's not you know the big, the large guy who's just like, Oh what? Well actually he is Yorkshire, isn't he? <laughs> he is,
4: he's so Yorkshire. He's like, Hey
2: oh, <laughs> just i found this merman outside. Could come in.
4: There is
2: no
5: so incredible social context in it, because you've got two kind of old money characters you've got an ex-war veteran you've got i think really like we as a chorus girl and then you've got the yorkshire man who is new money he's just built his business and it's this film sets presence for all movies ever since that have come out like this right where you see a bunch of Characters that would never ever interact before, stick them in a room in a scenario where they can't get out for an entire night, and now you're going to work out who are these people you're sat with.
4: And so it's just a old version a of Clue. Fan. Yeah, well, yes. think, oh. we like that has yeah.
5: come from this context because the very first one done in that sense, there is no monster in the film,
2: mm-hmm.
5: and if isn't a film, there's a crazy. There is a, there is a day, psycho on but, the
2: third floor, admittedly, who tries to burn the house down, but um, he had his reasons. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Which is incredible when it disappears, it's so maniacal. It, I laugh every time, because it is like, it's like a wild toddler just gets released. And you just starts doing <laughs> yeah, yeah, stuff Release the, the chimpanzees.
0: <laughs> release the goodwill.
5: Um. <laughs> oh, wow. But those are social constructs, like, almost create an entire genre out of one movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, For a movie that barely anyone's ever heard of, um, Realizing it all comes from just this one idea. Oh, one
2: definitely. night and a
4: bunch of people.
2: How do you feel regarding the other Universal films? Because I found bizarrely that, like, I'm very much someone who loves like having subtext and things inside movies, and obviously, like, *Brighter Frankenstein* does have a lot of sort of commentary in that sense. But then the others, I don't think they do. Like, they seem to be straight up kind of this is a film about a monster. Like, you know, and obviously Mm -hmm. you could, you know, like you could read into the creature with like going, hey, it's about us, you know, entering into other people's environments and like the the damage that humanity does to nature. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, I'm kind of like, oh, it's about a monster that they find, you know, it's... Wolf- the
0: wolfman, don't look at p- girls through their through a telescope, you turn into a don't wolf. Don't be and... a fucking <laughs> incel
2: pervert. That's the, <laughs> that's the plot of the wolfman. <laughs> yes. I was literally watching that being like, argh, oh, all of this is like, no, oh, this is why they haven't remade this one directly.
3: <laughs> In saying that, though, I don't know if that necessarily applies with a hunchback because <laughs> I watched the original 1923 one, uh, the silent film, and uh someone had remastered well not they'd remastered it and they'd um created an entire new score for the whole film so okay. you were watching it with a soundtrack of um like a a completely written symphonic score and it was one of the most beautiful things i've i sat back and watched and i know in 1923 things were very very different with uh mm-hmm. visually different mm-hmm. um disabilities things like that but uh it, it sort of tackled that that key um element of of social rejects and, and disability and how he was banished because he was too ugly to look at and
2: mm-hmm. how it
3: just took one kind woman that was a, a I hate using the phrase, it's their phrase not mine, the gypsies. And they, mm-hmm. you know, they, they were then being persecuted as well. And it just took the kindness of one woman to make mm-hmm. him realize that he was worth more. And yeah. and I think that is you see that theme run through quite a lot of films these days. You know, mm-hmm. usually they make the hunchback over by now, and he turns into a six foot four, hunking, <laughs> ripped bloke. You know, after his makeover. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. we just
2: need to take all this makeup off. <laughs> but,
3: yeah, see you do that see that that same theme though has carried on over a hundred years. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's crazy to when you break it down and you analyze it and you see how amazing. That is that something mm-hmm. can run for as long as a hundred years and still be woven in and out of movies.
0: But I think mm-hmm. that's just Anywhere. down to good storytelling as yeah, well. Like good absolutely. stories or good like good ways of telling the stories are, are timeless. And like it's the same with horror. Like they always say that horror movies and comedy do sh- share same beats. It's all about timing and like thing. But a lot of the horror movies from today could take a lesson from going back to the days and. Like things like patience, don't rush things. Patience, don't throw yeah. too many different elements in. Just keep it simple, and it mm-hmm. can be like like a lot more terrifying. Um, but before I start going in the whole diary of I've seen like about new horror movies needing <laughs> to go back to the drawing book. <laughs> but um, what about you, Sammy? Let I'll let, let you go with the one that you want to talk about. <laughs>
1: it's it is the do you know what I'm going to shock you? Because yes, creature. 100% and I hope we have a very in-depth conversation about Creature because it is, it's is—it's not just my favourite Universal movie, it's me, one of my favourite movies of all time but what it really shocked us watching these back is how fucking good The Wolfman is mm-hmm. like I i think I bagged on you about it through a message <laughs> just like gotta fucking watch it, he's like I already have <laughs> um, <laughs> I just I, it couldn't get over how fucking brilliant it was and mm-hmm. um, Lon Cheney Jr. was just oh my god that man was absolutely breathtaking and mm-hmm. um, I could hang on every word he said and um, was a Claude Rains who played his father
2: yeah.
1: like oh my god that man's voice like even in The Invisible Man oh. like that voice is just fantastic um, and I love the fact that them two are very close in age. And yet I'm playing father and son. I found that quite funny. It's that
2: weird thing. I mean, if they remade The Invisible Man with Joe Pasquale, it would be a totally different movie, I think.
1: I think it would still
4: work, though.
2: It would be hilarious.
3: It would still work. No, I don't want to wake up and hear his voice and then not see him anywhere. <laughs> I'm, <sitting> like, <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> be hallucinating. Oh, I love a song that'll get on your nerves. Oh, <laughs> oh God, no. Oh. And then there's just a white oh. sheet just dancing everywhere. Presses. Dan
0: went back to a red, clo- red coat stage now. Hopefully.
1: <laughs> oh, yep, she's there. PTSD. The man really, really surprises. But Anthony came in halfway through the film and went, right, answer me this. Why is he the wolf man and not a werewolf? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> have I missed Marketing. something? I was Absolutely. like, have I-? and I was like, have I missed something? Because he goes, Yeah, he's not a werewolf, he's a wolf man.
0: Did he did did use the word werewolf during they the, did. Film and,
1: they in did. the film? Uh huh. Which was again what threw us because, and also Bella. Who's in the movie as well, or Baylor, sorry, I said I would pronounce his name right, it's Baylor Lugosi. Um mm. he he was on two, he was on four legs, wow. whereas um Lon Chaney Jr. was on two legs and hind legs as well. He mm. walked on his tippy toes.
4: But wasn't um, that
2: just
0: because with his little accident, I, 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 so was, I know we keep saying movie magic and shit, but he was a werewolf a lot longer than Cheney was. Like, So he might have been in well, the early stage what of I the tra- said, yeah That's
1: what I said. I was like, maybe it's a transformation thing. Maybe the more he's into it and the more, the more he... Because he, he's not fully there yet he's not fully looking like what bela looked like as a way and honestly we went on this we sat there i paused the movie and we just sat there and went on this absolute <laughs> deep dive about werewolves and wolfmans and it was it, but it was brilliant i, mean, I love the conversation we got oh, out of
4: it
2: before before jessica comes with the actual truth yeah. i felt like it was probably like i'm just real off symbolics. <laughs> um, I I thought it was probably marketing. I probably thought that they were like, oh, we'll call the movie the Werewolf, and then everyone's just going to be like, what? the fuck's a werewolf? Where's it? They go the Wolf, wolf Man. They're going to be like, oh, it's a man who's a wolf. Like, I don't know. I think it was, you know, a mar- like a marketing roundtable. Oh, Jessica's not a... were stupid. They were <laughs> Jessica's stupid. <laughs> Jessica's revving up. Like, come on. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. I'll step, I'll step back. I'll let Jessica go. Come on, Sorry, split
5: them I think, backs. Yeah, I think that's true. I think at the time because all the titles were like. Uh, very direct it was you yeah. had Dracula, Frankenstein the Invisible Man I think it had to be they had to have a character title mm-hmm. but I think there's context in the movie as well because it's his humanity that he's the wolf man yes. that he's still hanging on desperately mm-hmm. Then he is still human and there's a bit of that kind of he has to better his ways because he kind of screwed up to get himself into that problem and I think it does come across that way why he's not a werewolf Because mm-hmm. it, it is that whole Dying to hold on to still being a man. Um, oh, she's, she's getting feels like really deep here. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. No, <laughs> but, yeah, it. It. No, was, no well, don't apologize. I really so absolutely so love it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was easy to pinpoint that character. Again, merchandising as well to be able to sell. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is the wolfman. Other people are doing werewolves, but this is our the wolfman. Ah. Um, yeah.
4: Oh, it it, it like
0: was, that. like, say, it is, like, say, I did enjoy this one. It was one of the, the oh, like, say, the, the, the better acted movies. I, I I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. Like, the acting it was thing, but it, it just shows you the sign of the times that we are in. That, like, stalking and watching girls for windows was seen as charming back then, but now it's kind of like it's a little bit creepy. But uh... yeah,
1: we stay away from that <laughs> Little bit, <laughs> just a sure. little bit. We stay, sure. stay away from that. But the
0: only thing that did a little upset us a little bit when I watched it, because as you said, when the first werewolf come into it, I'm not trying to try and pronounce his name because I'll get told off by Sam. Um... No,
1: it's just, <laughs> I, it's only because I've watched a shitload of documentaries and he's, even his son was like, it's Bela. <laughs> not Bella, uh, it's Bela. <laughs> oh,
0: sorry. But yeah. Um, because that was an actual, looked like an actual dog, and it looked like the dog was actually getting hit. So it actually upset us a little I bit. Know, bit. I, <laughs> I was like, I was like, I don't know if I can keep watching this because he was like slapping the I dog do. about to get more aggressive. Oh, with aggressive. that
1: cane, I do like I
3: kind of winced away when I watched it. But I have that. I've moves...
4: oh, oh, got a cane. cane. Oh,
3: wow. my, my ring light is actually on the cane as I speak. <laughs> I like, oh no! <laughs> Hang on a 2nd That's for
2: killing werewolves, in. Dan. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow.
3: That is amazing. Yeah. um, That is phenomenal. It's, uh, I've told you two before, my hallway, my entire upstairs hallway, I've got Dracula and I've got the creature over the stairs. (laughs) I've got literally absolutely everything.
0: So (laughs) how many werewolves have you killed with that, (laughs) Cain? Yeah.
3: (laughs) Uh, as to date none but right. you know you never know
0: you are you coming on the northeast Those soon so numbers. there'll be so a few dodgy people up there up. that you're going to walk about with it I'm sure
3: Newcastle Comic
1: Con here I come <laughs> yay <laughs> can't wait don't bring you in. I will be there so...
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, and, oh, yeah, and but... Sam is a bit dodgy Will she will try and steal it
1: um... <laughs> I'd rather steal Dan so
0: sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, that doesn't sound creepy at all
1: <laughs> no I'm just being honest <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> you wouldn't leave So you said um, the werewolf So the werewolf's werewolf, taken yeah. over from Creature or
1: No 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 Creature's still massive, like, huge Huge love and respect for that movie Like it's again it's like it's one of my favourite films of all time And um, mm-hmm. I did go on a bit of a deep Dive with the wolf man Because um, mm-hmm. I know that Bud Westmore was the Makeup artist for Creature Well makeup artist we'll put yeah. that in Brackets but I knew that Bud Westmore's name was associated. And I was like, but I know Jack Pierce is incredibly famous for Dracula. He created the, the look mm-hmm. that we know of Dracula today. Frankenstein, the bride, the wolfman. And I was like, how the fuck do we get from Jack Pierce to Bud Westmore? So I just went on this huge deep dive of the fact that Jack Pierce, he was a bit of a monster when it came down to his... Um, his prosthetics and how he handled the people on set apparently he was not a very nice man at all um he the only person yeah, at might- the
0: time was anyone a nice man in the 30s because yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: the only person he was nice to was Boris Karloff because he was right. fucking terrified of him yeah. um but Lon Chaney Jr and him had massive arguments one being the makeup that he used for wolfman he just fucking hot glued fur to his face (laughs) like like he he just literally just that's how you got the effect of the wolfman was just through him hot gluing shit to him so we got to the point where he actually got sacked in the end and then bud westmore becomes the makeup artist and that's where you get the story of bud westmore fucking lying about the makeup with creature from the black lagoon and that family
3: that family's lived off of that name because then michael westmore went on to do star trek well, and then yeah. Mackenzie Westmore, then be, did she hosted um, Face Off? Face Off, and it's the they've even got. When I've been to Universal on the tours, they've got the Bud Westmore stage now.
4: So nice. they've
3: got, he's not, he's not. If he, yes, for all the Westmores live live off that
1: name. It's his brother who's the bigger star. He was part of like, he was part of the bigger movies. Bud was a bit of a joke. Mm-hmm. Didn't fucking like him. Um, the family mm-hmm. didn't quite like him it's it's the brother that is then associated with Michael and Mackenzie yeah, but yeah but Bud was he's a, he's a dick like if, <laughs> I've got the book um, The Lady from the Black Lagoon written by Mallory O'Hara and it talks the story of Millicent Patrick the lady who did actually create the concept art and the initial sculpture for Creature yeah. um, and It's a fantastic book of like discovery on her part to uh, like about Millicent, but also finding out more about herself as well. It's such a fantastic book. Like she can, Michaela described it perfectly today. She, you're reading this book thinking that Mallory's sitting in front of you having a conversation. Like that's how, like it, like how much it brings her in. Like you think you just talk, like she's just talking to you.
4: Mm -hmm.
1: um, Like a mate. It's such a good book and it's so fascinating to go down but jack pierce he there's hundreds of documentaries on him but his makeup is the starting point of how why you have the likes of rick baker mm-hmm. and tom savini is because of jack pierce it's not it'll never be bud westmore that's a fucking sure
5: <laughs> that's my there's ted talk for the day dark undertone about universal okay. um mm-hmm. there's a lot of horror stories. Yeah. For most of people who worked in Universal, There was multiple um really quite abusive directors. Oh um
1: James Whale. Oh why Michaela made sure I wanted to mention James Whale as well because um, she's watched Love and Monsters recently. It's
4: um, uh,
5: it's really really quite sad. So mm-hmm. you took a, a a serious dislike in Boris Karloff because he became more famous. Yeah, the film became Boris Karloff's Frankenstein, <laughs> and I think it's around the time we were doing the third movie. Yeah, um, Boris Karloff had like majorly injured his back. Anyway, it was not like a huge back um, issue, and there is a scene where he has to keep picking a guy and him. He just kept doing it. He was like, "Do it again." He's like, "I can't. It hurts." He's like, "Do it again." Do it again, and they checked the reels. The first one was totally fine, he was doing it in punishment of him. So wow. I, I to make you hurt, yeah, because you took my fin.
0: right? Yeah,
5: um, I thought Jessica was going in... into a
0: Nine Inch Nails song there. So, sorry, and oh, yeah.
5: <laughs> um, if you watch, um, I
0: heard
1: movie... Boris
2: Karloff today, <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's so good. Um, if you watch Love and Monsters, it's the story of James Whale. It's uh, from the point of he he's he is he's a sick man, isn't he? Is it like as in Pooley, he's physically poorly, Um and it's his relationship with a gardener who actually is Brendan Fraser. Um, oh that's
2: gods and monsters, isn't it? Gods
1: and monsters, yes, yeah, so yeah, that's in monsters that's and gods, something like that. You but said yeah. love and
2: monsters, and I was just like that's a that's a porno, that's totally
1: <laughs> So um, sorry, but yeah, gods and gods and monsters. Um it's got Serene McKellen as James Whale. I've watched the first half of it and only stopped because I went to pick Anthem up and I totally forgot I was watching it. Like I, other things came up, and I really, I Michaela's watched it all the way through and she said it's fantastic, like a really fantastic movie. She says, um, Brendan Fraser is phenomenal in it. Like up against I've Ian McKellen.
0: Him. Yeah.
3: <laughs> oh, wow. <I>, yeah. Yeah.
0: To <laughs> <laughs> be fair though, who haven't you met at this point?
3: <laughs> um, you guys.
4: <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, that's, that's going to change. <laughs> No you Bren- regret
3: every moment. So <laughs> <laughs> no, Brendan Fraser is one of the most gentlemanly gentlemen, and and I met him when he was before pre-Oscar, when he was in his dip,
4: mm-hmm. and mm.
3: genuinely one of the most nicest men you'll ever meet. Just, just thought I'd add that because I don't get it's to show off about things like favorite. that that often. <laughs>
0: We love to hear your stories, though. Like when I think the last episode, he was like, "Have you seen this person?" Yes. Have you met this person? Yes. It was like <laughs> just jealousy just flowing through me. It's like oh, the dark side coming out there. but Yes, uh...
2: Brendan Fraser is like absolutely lovely, kind of thing, and so beautiful. Like especially in Gods and Monsters, it's this idea of going, "He is a beautiful man." Like, mm. and he still is now. You know, it's this. Uh, you know, you see him, and he's put on a bit weight, but you're like, but you're still gorgeous. Like you're still yeah. like you know, um, but like. James Whale well is a very troubled character because, obviously, very closeted game. Well, mm-hmm. I don't. I think it was like an open secret in the industry. But then the fact of, like, I mean, in the end, he committed suicide, didn't he? Like, he, he was, you know, he he was a very troubled person and but a bastard. <laughs> so yeah. is that kind of idea of going, like, oh, I know you had reasons for being a bastard to everyone. However, yeah. yeah. you were a dick. Jack,
1: but Jack Pierce was probably he he was an asshole to everyone but Boris Karloff, and it was because he was. Fucking terrified
4: of
1: him. <laughs> he was scared of that man. He and he, he said that there in was the a lake. Of... <laughs> <laughs> and he said, no. with him, when it came to his prosthetics, he thought of him and mm. not anything else. Like he had to be comfortable in it because he was going to be working in it. And um, he had a totally different outlook when it came to Lon Chaney Jr. I don't know why he wanted to punish that man, but he did. <laughs> he,
4: he really was- didn't like him.
5: <laughs> A similar controversy with um the mummy. Hmm. So, oh, yeah. so I cannot remember names when it comes to the mummy. Uh but the guy who'd done the mummy had a serious issue with the main female actress. Um really. In their like wordings about her for her opinion, she was like she was the scapegoat if this film didn't work. Her. Her, oh, she's hysterical. She's a mm. nightmare. Um mm-hmm. And it wasn't. And she said she, she knew it was going to happen. She'd heard everyone basically talking on the grapevine, it's like if it, this movie goes down, you're going to take the brunt. Right. She invited him over for dinner. And he asked her directly at the table. He's like, you're away, you're going to have to do a topless scene, by the way. She's expecting her to kind of recoil and kind of go, oh, no. Like, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Knowing that the censors wouldn't have allowed it anyway. She was like, I yeah. know what you're doing.
4: Mm-hmm. In
5: the end, she's only credited as she is the top of the secondary actors even though she is the lead female of the film
1: wow he just thought
5: her through the ringer he wanted basically anything that went wrong it's not me it's her
2: yeah wow which is crazy considering what i was gonna say is she is one of my favorite things out of all the movies like i absolutely adored her like she was you couldn't take your eyes off her. Like, every scene she was in, she steals the show. So it's kind of nuts that they were like, oh, she's rubbish. And you're like, are you watching the same film as <laughs> the... You know?
5: She's, um, she's a woman, don't you know? She's huge occult fan as well. So she's in this movie about reincarnation, had a genuine belief herself in it.
4: It right. um, all
5: followed things that she was hugely passionate about.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: Um. It's always strange to read some of the stuff about just the, all these dark undertones. Yeah,
1: massively. In this
5: big studio pushing out so much. I mean, we hear it now about things like Disney Star mm. World, and Star Wars. It's while even then this stuff was like yeah. still happening.
4: Yeah.
5: You still had all these actors under immense pressure of like, we have to be making movies. It's not if you're comfortable, if you're happy.
1: Yeah. I mean, oh, if that's you it. If well, you go yeah. back over um silent movie stars and you sit that they and up until the point where they were getting the talkies, they were knocking out nearly two hundred to four hundred movies in their career. Like that's a lot of fucking movies. Isn't <laughs> it
2: crazy though? Like I remember because obviously we were talking about her earlier, the the screaming woman from the Invisible Man and, and Brider <laughs> exactly. Frankenstein who I, I know you obviously like her, but I, like, literally, Ian was drawing in the background, like, while I was watching these, and he was, like, absolutely watching. And then in the middle of The Invisible Man after that particular scene, he's like, oh, fuck, that fucking peri- pterodactyl's not in this one, is, are they? And I was just like, yep, it's her again. you know. She's back. And it was just like, your whole purpose seems to just to overact. And it's like you can tell a gay man made this film because she's ah. the ultimate fag hag. She is the <laughs> ultimate, like you know, pantomime dame character, oh, yeah. and you're just going like, "Oh God!" You know.
1: Oh, I love it. Did anyone else? But no, like, no, really. Sorry,
2: what? We looked sorry. The way this ties in mm-hmm. is we looked her up on IMDb. All right. And we were like, "Oh God, she's been in like 400 films, Yay. and they were like months apart." you we was just like wow like nowadays it's like oh you've been in eight films that's your career made whereas yeah as a character actress you were in like oh you signed up to universal cool we'll put you in every single film every single week it's
1: yeah crazy it's crazy the amount of work that they had to do all i was going to say is is anyone when they're watching the invisible man not wet themselves laughing at that police officer and he walks through the door and just goes hello hello oh, what is <laughs> going on here I could not stop laughing yeah. at that policeman asking, where the fuck are you coming from in the world? Yeah, especially,
0: isn't it meant to be set in, like, Germany or something? I yes. don't know. No,
1: and then like, they had all I these was
0: random,
2: no. I was, like, uh, going back into hello, Good morning. Good morning.
0: It was, good
1: morning. It was a, hello what's going on in
2: here? <laughs> I, <was> like, <laughs> I, I just love that everyone just ignores him for the entire film. Like, he's literally, he calls yeah, he's... he's like, we've got a situation. He's like, no, you don't. He's like, oh, okay, right. But
0: that and was the, the theme, police. though, through the movies. Like, I noticed as well, like, the police force or, like, the detective inspectors were completely useless. Like, yeah. the, 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 the the police officer in uh, The Wolfman was just saying, oh, it's down to hypnosis or people, uh, like, mental health people thinking that the wolves sort become wolves and stuff like that. I was like, huh? <laughs> you're the a police, police officer. officer. You're, you're the... supposed to be detecting this. There's tracks the... leading from the, the scene to the crime to the window. I'll just let him sleep. I'm not <laughs> questioning him
2: now. It's, like, it, it's actually... an odd one, though, because, like, is this one of these things where we know the secret because we're the viewer and we've seen everything and we draw that? Whereas for them, they'd be like, you don't really jump from... Crime to Wolfman, you know. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I don't make that logical jump that much it's, when I'm looking at stuff. But yeah.
1: it's the it's the fact that they were actually listening to his doctor. His doctor's like, "You're not questioning my patient. I am not questioning your patient." Like he was actually listening to. It's like who the fuck are you to tell a policeman that he can't question a person? It was ridiculous.
2: Very good though, but still yes. ridiculous.
0: <laughs> so, like, I say, Graham, what was your like standout favorite? Would you say?
2: It's really difficult. I'm going to agree with Sammy. To be fair, I think it like you know obviously I've bashed like uh, Bride of Frankenstein a bit, which I I I loved the mummy. Um, I I loved everything about the mummy, especially her. Like she, like that is that thing where you know you just go, you are a beautiful woman. Like you know in terms of that, <laughs> yeah. like the the star presence. It was a fantastic. And I really like that one. Um, I really liked Creature of the the Black Lagoon. That's the one that's always stuck with me and the creature that sticks out in my head most, probably even more than Frankenstein, which is weird. I mean, and it's great to see, like, you know, it's great to see like a pre Tarantino foot fetish movie as well. There's, like ah. the the <laughs> amount of like times the creature's just like oh gotta get your toes <laughs> and gotta and
1: we'll get your like... toes yeah, yeah. <laughs> in that in that scene when he's in on the board and they've got him held captive and you can see his eyes just above like yeah. he, he's not quite in the water eye wise that is one of the most terrifying scenes I have ever seen yeah. in a movie. We
0: followed that cage never... was shit. Oh. They've oh, got yeah, this the, monster in this cage that he could literally just pull literally himself. Oh, he's like he's a, he's a water monster. He can't do a pull up.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it was ridiculous, the cage, but the actual just the, the calmness of the whole boat itself and just him with his eyes yeah. just above the water. I was like, fuck that, not it's, a chance.
2: It's a weird setup as well, considering like all the stereotypes that we've seen, Creature of the Black Lagoon has like the main cast and they're joined by like, I don't know, like the... Um, like the male equivalent to the cheeky girls who get killed pretty quickly. They've got some tiny shorts,
1: cuts. don't they? <laughs> yeah,
2: and, then, and then what is it? And then what is it? Mexican Colonel Sanders. And it's it's a, it's a really weird kind of team that they have there. But um, but no, Creature of the Black Lagoon isn't isn't my favorite. When I was watching them back, I'd say it was probably Wolfman. Like Wolfman. <laughs> so even though I dislike the main character, I think he's acted wonderfully. But the writing is one of these things where this. It irks me a little bit because it's so chauvinistic and it's so of the time. But Mm -hmm. wow, what a beautiful film. Like The Mm -hmm. floor of it, the atmosphere, it's so gothic. It's so, oh, it's beautiful. Like all of the little like sort of smoky sort of like uh, forest scenes and stuff like that. Although, like, yeah, he's a telescope pervert where he's basically spying. You know, would that ever work? Like as a room if someone said, oh yeah, I've been staring through your bedroom window, you'd be like, oh how charming, oh, <laughs> oh
4: he's God, be like oh, she, lovely, yeah. and
2: to be fair, she was engaged as well, so yeah, that, was <laughs> that was a bit ahead of he it's was time he pushing
1: <laughs> his look and all
2: it really is, like he just turns up and he's just like you know he's like she's like, oh I'm engaged, no you're not no he doesn't, <laughs> come out with me anyway and then like, you know, and then the, what's the scene where he's like, uh, oh well let's go for a date, I'll pick you up at 8pm and she's like, no, and he's like well I'll be here at 8pm, and she's like <laughs> that's not how this works and then (laughs) and then she leaves she like it's the most incel thing in the entire world but basically she leaves work and he's there and she's like oh that's nice that you're here and he's like come on time for our date and then a friend turns up and he's annoyed me like i i no, but but either way (laughs) you know it's like it, it did annoy me but um but like I, I, I thought it was really brilliant, like the way that it sort of had reveals and stuff. So obviously yeah. he gets the cane with the silver handle, he kills the wolf, and then later it's revealed, oh, silver kills wolves. And also we have this obsession in popular culture of like silver bullets killing werewolves yeah. where it's not, it's a cane. That that's <laughs> that in... blew
1: my mind that when I was like, Oh my god, it's the cane. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's i I think it's absolutely brilliant. It's like it's just yeah. I I absolutely loved it because he had all the crazy stuff. Like, although some of it was a bit weird, because doesn't he get trapped in a bear trap and then just limp away? And you're like, no, it's not like how bear squ- trap.
1: He, he squirms around around a lot. He doesn't like kind of. <laughs> yeah. We got to think that he. I don't. Obviously, he's obviously in a very like manic state to start with. But at the end of the day, he's still got a human shape, so he kind of kind of yeah. can like just go. Huh? <laughs> like, open it up, yeah. like the woman actually does in the end for him. But obviously, no, he writhes around a lot on the floor. And it doesn't actually look like his foot's trapped in it either. Yeah. If you look at it closely, it doesn't really look that like it's there.
2: I mean, um, I, I genuinely loved it. Like, you know, Baylor yeah, so Lugosi, good. like, absolutely. He's literally in for five minutes. And yeah. you're just like, you are amazing and iconic. And I love I love his mum, like, the the gypsy fortune teller. And yeah. she, was, she was wonderful. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, I've been colored by the other films because as soon as I saw her, I was like, oh no, you're going to be the crazy bitch of this film, aren't you? <laughs> and she wasn't, woman, was she? You know? She
1: was like so calm,
2: like yeah. almost
1: too calm for to someone mm. who just lost their son. She was, mm. she was all right with
2: it. Yeah. And although <laughs> like, this the does I start the a horrible trend of people being given pendants to protect themselves and then just being like, don't give them away.
4: Goodbye. <laughs> you know, like,
2: <laughs> We've got it in Bloody the Mummy where it's like, hey, this will protect you. Nah, whatever. You I know what I like, there's okay.
1: Somebody else. I was but, forming at that. <laughs> it,
2: like going back to the like the Wolfman as well, like the filming
0: of it as well, it wasn't just the practical effects. And I know we do give a lot of shit to like the CGI aspect now, but CGI of the day, like the thing the pentagon being on on seen on the hand and suddenly yeah. disappearing, like that type of effects, like in them days, like as, as Graham said before there be someone cutting out yeah. the film, like actual the rails and stuff and adding stuff to it, uh, or even drawing it, it on and types, I think.
3: A lot of it was very similar to what they did with Star Wars. They painted mm. a lot of the background. So if you watch it's Dracula,
4: well
3: yeah, you'll see yeah. it in Dracula. The, mm. That was the first time. I mean, I noticed it in the Hunchback a bit, mm-hmm. but it was more. It seemed more prevalent in the, the shots where Renfield's travelling in the coach. Yeah. Um, you see all the mountains beautifully drawn in the background. But, you yes. know, with today's eyes, you know that they're drawings, you know, they're mm-hmm. paintings. Mm-hmm. Um, they do it, something very similar. I um, oh, can't remember which one it was I watched. Uh, it is a recurring theme because I I know slightly deviating a little bit. But when Hitchcock first started doing the, when he did the birds, there was mm-hmm. a lot of layering um, yeah. when yeah. he was is doing it there. So it's he's borrowed techniques from that, and then Star Wars in the seventies is still borrowing techniques from the thirties. Oh, so it it, it it is one of those things that the art guys don't get enough love for <laughs> because you don't question it; you just go, no. "Oh, that's what that oh, is," yeah, and they've so done their pretty. job. They've done yeah. their job, you know. But yeah, I I do think there's a huge um, they're very under uh, praised, should we say, um, mm-hmm. because the the work they do makes you think that that's supposed to be there and it is there and it's a drawing so
4: yeah yeah
2: were probably filmed like obviously at elstree or whatever where they're just these like a a sound stage and then you're like oh i really thought some of this was done on location it's like no no we just made this massive cave and you're like (laughs) oh you mad bastards you know That's what like the point I was making
0: before about like the young kids not even seeing Ghostbusters. So trying to get them to see a black and white movie and appreciate like the work that goes in to like these movies. And like if you look at it now, if you saw like put it up to a Monday film, you think, oh, it's cheesy as fuck. Mm-hmm. But if you put it back to like basically when it was filmed, imagine going to the cinema and seeing these these movies oh. for the first time. Like it'll be going back to like a previous episode that Dan was on. we're talking about movie deaths and I'll talk about the wizard of Oz Mm -hmm. seeing the wizard of Oz for the first time blew my tiny little mind as a kid so going to the cinema seeing these like I said the creature of the black lagoon doing the water scene would have just been hypnotizing to see or to see a man like changing into a well and going fuck I'm I'm not going out in a wet like it's the Jaws effect, I'm not going in the sun, I'm not going in the sea, I'm, I'm not going out on a full moon. You can understand why people were crazy back in the days then. <laughs> yeah, the
5: the, um, the transformation. One, the translation to a younger audience now, obviously, it's been happening for a while, there's always been times where they've tried to come back to the universals. For some reason, mm-hmm. it always goes wrong, they never get past more than one or two films before yeah. they sort of collapse back out of it. Um. So my son, he's 10. Um,
4: mm-hmm.
5: Obviously knows that we've got every depiction of stuff around the house. Um, mm-hmm. Weirdly, Van Helsing. Terrible movie. Terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love how we're all in agreement. We're all in yeah, yeah. there, yep. Fun movie. Um, I, I liked King Dratwin.
4: Really <laughs> oh.
5: to, to get across to a 10-year-old, Universal Monsters, because they're all in there.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: Not the best versions, but to a 10-year-old, this all of a sudden looks really cool. This Frankenstein yeah. jacket. I know these... Like, he'll sit and talk to me and go, like, I know who they are. Because mm-hmm. he watches this film on repeat as well. I catch him yeah. all the time and oh. put it back on. It's really stuck for him. I've shown him the old universals, and he can, as a 10-year-old could, <laughs> get it.
4: Yeah.
5: Probably not the appreciation he will have when he's older for it. Yeah. But <laughs> this redos of them um we're sitting by brennan fraser <laughs> the movie money? is probably one of the most iconic films of its time people yeah. listen, celebrate this movie it's like the holy grail mm. it and is the is sexiest
0: movie ever redo redo. made oh that's
4: true it's genuinely story.
5: probably
3: one of the only remakes that's worked <laughs> yep.
4: yeah. like like
3: the the tom cruise piece of dog shit was a piece of dog shit um and never should have been made just because it had yeah. tom cruise in it you know
2: <laughs> Wait, um, it's that bizarre thing where they're just like it's it's the fact of like it didn't have any spirit it didn't have any comedy it, it just didn't work whereas the yeah. brendan fraser one it's like going well this is a reimagining in the style of Dave the same way that like john carpenter's the thing is totally different to the thing from the other world but in in the context of the 80s it worked like amazingly yeah. I mean mm-hmm.
3: Dra- Bram Stoker's Dracula worked but mm-hmm. that was not the universal dracula. No that, that was no like was. a romantic it, it, op- it was the yeah the book adaptation even though it was yeah. loosely based on the book you know um mm-hmm. so really I think there isn't much success in reboots because even the wolfman with um Anthony Hopkins and Benicio de Toro.
0: Toro, right. <laughs> yeah
3: yeah. Oh, is it not worth watching? I was actually gonna watch that. No,
0: watch,
4: I didn't it. Say it was cool. watch it. Yeah. Watch
3: it. But like, in my opinion, the first the the one we've been talking about
4: mm-hmm.
3: compared to that, that that is it's new eyes on an old film, basing it in an old time oldie woldy time frame. It doesn't work. They don't have that. Yeah. That thing that the Universal monsters the magic. have, yeah. Mm. I don't know what it is. I'm biased, though. So
0: no, no. I, really, I find it's into- going back to the Tom Cruise one because I did want to actually touch on that because I got very excited when they announced like the Dark Universal Universe that they were going like the plan and like everything was going to be in the connection because it was after the Avengers. Avengers came out, so they were like Universal. This was going to be their like ten pole that the one thing, but it was just a choice to start with the Mummy and start with. Like Tom Cruise as as the protagonist. It was just like a weird type of element. If you watch it back, it they made a lot of changes. And like I say, again, to try to be pr- pr- progressive and entertaining, but it, this overall story didn't work. But I think one thing it did lack was it, was fu- it wasn't was fun. It was too serious, where if they started with something like The Invisible Man or started something like, 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 a, one way you can get a little, not to say a little bit of humour, a little bit of empathy towards, where that one, it was kind of like, it's not a monster movie, it's a Tom Cruise movie. So that yeah. kind of took, took the element away where with, like, I think they had Angelina Jolie cast as uh, the bride, apparently. Uh, Johnny Depp was going to be in it as the Invisible Man. Uh-huh. Russell yeah. Crowe was uh, Dr. jetlin Hyde, I
3: think. Yeah, that one, I, I would be intrigued by that one, to be fair. Yeah because he started to, he did start to pull that off in there didn't he it, it was alluded to or it was said in the in the i can't say it but you know um Smiley's, um jesus himself that movie yeah, yeah. Uh, it was alluded to that he was in that but i would be intrigued by that because we the jekyll and hyde element league of gentlemen managed <laughs> to do something yeah. and the cgi was absolute i'm going to say it again dog shit but it, it was of its time, you know? And mm.
5: poor Jason. <laughs>
3: poor Jason.
4: Oh.
3: Oh, Jason.
5: Oh. I think when you get to something like about strange down, because again, this is another one that my little one can mm-hmm. understand yeah. these characters through like a kind of more action-based... Yeah. Thing. Yeah. The visuals for Hyde... I don't hate, because I do like the transition factor as it literally snaps him yeah. through, and like the pain factor of seeing... The like, sound, he- I
0: think, for, for me yeah. as well. Okay.
5: Um, he does really well at playing the character, and the Invisible Man, I absolutely love in that.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: There's some hell of a jokes about him. Um, <laughs> Sean Connery spot, like, realising he's in the room, and just... <laughs> Supposed to have him by the neck, and he's like, "Next time, make sure you've got some clothes on before you come." Back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, aware this guy is naked stood behind him.
2: I, I think it's really odd um, though that the League. Sorry, I, I I'll let you speak. Sorry, L. because <laughs> so, like, I got really annoyed by that because I I was a fan of the uh, the visual novels of the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, and obviously and the more
0: ones, wasn't it? They
2: yeah, they and, but they did just make it into a monster movie, you know, yeah. like. And it's the fact of, like, obviously, Sean Connery's character isn't the main guy. Like, Alan Quartermain isn't the main guy in the actual things. It's actually Mina's the main, like, Mm -hmm. character. And then in this one, they were like, I mean, I love that. The first novel, you don't realise who she is. She's just called Mina. And then you're Mm -hmm. just like, oh, cool. And then the big reveal later on is, oh, fuck, you're Mina Harker. Like, you're actually a vampire. And then... And then, in the, and then in the movie, they just immediately go, oh, that's Mina Harker. She's a vampire. And then she immediately turns yeah. into a bat. And you're like, this is kind of not a have... But I think that's exactly what you're saying, Jessica, about how nowadays they just go, this needs to be bigger. Because yeah. what you were saying earlier about the, the old house the, the the old house, the dark old house, I'm turning into Shaken Stevens. This old house? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that was a different monster movie to be fair. Oh. And he's not a pedophile, which is really weird considering <laughs> the context of most of those Gary Glitter style stars. Anyway, moving on. have yeah, um, um, necrophilia, Foot. no pedophilia. Oh. We've we'll had all oh, the out there. Double
3: denim to top it all off as well. Yeah, okay,
2: no, that is the greatest same. That's the worst one. However, Uh, how we're talking about them being theater productions and i think that's why you can't make these universal monster movies the way that we have them because they go there is three sets there's three sets for like most of them where you just go hey frankenstein you literally have the village like you know the the castle a village out scene and then the lab and Mm -hmm. that's it and you know and only like five characters pretty much and nowadays you couldn't do that. You would have to be like, oh, it needs to be a big cityscape and it needs to have all of these things and all these explosions and the stakes need to be far higher. Like, like the Invisible Man has high stakes, where but then they're a bit shit, where he's like, we'll take over the world with this reign of terror by <laughs> pissing people off randomly. And you're like... He's like, I'll kill a couple of people. I'm like, well, it's going to be slow progress, at least. You know, like we're Mm. not talking like genocide. We're just talking him shanking a couple of people. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. No, we're in the shower now with the invisible man with the shank. That sounds like a TV show,
0: shanking with the invisible man. are there prisoner cell H with the invisible man?
2: (laughs) No, but, but sorry, I've I've gone off on one, but like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, I it it pissed me off, but. Because it was like a great way of like paying homage to the universal monsters, but in a kind of left field way. And then the mm-hmm. film kind of just went, ah, fuck it, monsters, you know. But I don't it know. It was like they, they just
3: know. they stuck everything in there, didn't they? That like Dorian Gray, you had um
2: oh, yeah, it, I, it was
3: it was basically just every literary monster or hunter that they could think of just went into this movie. Mm. And I don't think they gave enough character enough time. Um, and yeah. like you say, it was just so like glassed over. But I mean
2: it's the same the- as we have with DC movies, you know where they That's just what go, I was gonna you know, say. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. you know how Marvel went like, Hey, we'll have yeah. some individual films like Iron Man and then we'll have the ensemble. And DC's just like, No, we'll start with a bloody justice league. This and then it's is like, the problem. But who's yeah. Cyborg? Who who's he, you know?
3: But the kids, <laughs> that's that's why it's gonna be it's exceptionally hard to keep these movies prevalent to a younger audience because kids are at a point where they've been spoon-fed Marvel movies. I love mm-hmm. Marvel movies, don't get me wrong. I think they are fantastic for the genre that they are, and they've yeah. done wonders for cinema and, and comic books and comic cons, personally. Yeah, it, it all works. Yeah. But what, what it's done is created this bombardment in an hour to two hours of just constant action. Something mm-hmm. is always happening. So to sit a kid down and get them to watch something like Dracula or, yeah. like Frankenstein, where there's like you say, there's so many silence gaps and not a lot happens mm-hmm. for a while. They'll get bored and walk off, or they'll be on yeah. the phone because they need that constant stimulation because
5: oh, that's... that's all they've been force fed. So it, it did take like... me a lot. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. These ones, like, obviously, to, to us, like, they're, you know, we know they're like the terrible or schlock. They were a money making quick grab, getting the movie out. Mm-hmm. but i do find it sets the precedence for these kids um it, i know it has like say the mine because it was a case of he'd seen this and i was able to show him boris carlok and say like, oh i'm interested and you can spot it anywhere he goes he's like it's frankenstein i've spotted
4: yeah it. um
5: that. thank you gentlemen it was explaining all these characters came from different books and he's like so there's other stories I was like there is other stories I was like you've got something like King Solomon's Mines which if I try to hand him the book you'd probably throw it at me
2: <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> but being able to get that across that it's like this isn't just made like you know out of nowhere this all comes from a base logic that mm-hmm. when you want to dip back in
4: we can mm-hmm. pull
5: that book off the shelf you can look into it more um, and I think in the same sense as any of us, there'll be something we all saw as a kid. Yeah, just yeah. that that, spring, like, that starts this kind of movie obsession.
4: Mm-hmm. Um, no, but our parents
5: will have like they gone. That's a little crap. <laughs> a little bit before <laughs> this, but it's it's that starting marker. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> these get like universal and literary monsters across to kids. Is these kind of weird, low budget yeah. complexity kids it computes to them as like I've got it it's I think it's,
0: it's, I think it's yeah. down to accessibility as well now because like anyone can like we're at an age now where content is basically available for anyone and you can get it anywhere uh, where back when I know this is going to say back in the good old days well, the oh old days um, it wasn't that easy time. to get hold of like <laughs> content of movies or TV mm-hmm. shows so you, anything that you kind of that was good or yeah. entertaining you kind of gravitated towards and held on to and, yeah. and like you used to record on VHS like you make sure you got long hair oh, yeah. on <laughs> um get oh, as much as yes. con- much on as as you as you could and that's where like say my love of horror came in because I couldn't get that much horror so when I used to get it was like a big kind of like a celebration or a big kind of like oh this is this is something new. This is something I can I can take in and watch.
4: Yeah.
0: Where now, if I just wanted to watch it like a, if I'd said, "Oh, I fancy watching a Freddy Krueger movie," I wouldn't Good. have to go to Blockbusters or wait, get the Sky Guide out and see when it was next on. I would just <laughs> turn on the fire stick and type in Freddy Krueger or, or Nightmare yeah. in Elm Street. Um, yeah. it was the same with these type of movies because they used to be on like BBC One, BBC Two uh, around about eleven o'clock to two o'clock in the morning on a Friday night, because for some reason Friday nights used to be the horror nights when we were kids. Uh on Euro Trash. Used to watch Euro Trash <laughs> first, get get yeah. that, them urges That's out of the way. That's
2: the um, true horror. And then <laughs> Yeah. A bit of Lola it's a Ferrari. Ferrari. Yeah, it's just low yeah, like, Lola. Yeah, ch- oh, for a gay man, Christ. I was just like, <laughs> what are those? Ugh. For a straight
3: woman, that
1: was. That
2: yeah.
1: was like, Jesus, is that what's going to happen?
0: <laughs> <laughs> we could always hope, well, yes. Well, yeah, uh- but I <laughs> did,
1: and it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> There's still time. I'm not dead yet. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Um, can I just go back to what Dan was saying earlier about pace about you know how we the kids are so over simulated with you know Marvel movies or even action movies today I've got to admit I ha- it took me a long time to slow down to mm-hmm. actually be able to accept the pace of it because I, I love old movies I watch quite a lot of them not like horror like
4: mm-hmm.
1: I watch a lot of Marilyn movies and Gene Harlow movies and other here with, but their 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 pace is what you would expect when it came to these movies. I would with it being horror. I was like wanting to like. I felt like I needed to move along, but I kind of appreciated how slow it took us to get there. Mm-hmm. I think I found a new appreciation for patience. Does Say that make any sense? <laughs> no, 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 I am no, not a no, patient. No. I'm not a patient person. Yeah. Um, I wanted if you know
5: if I pressed a button. I want that button mm-hmm. to react now, not later. I think like... that solidifies obviously why Universal is so iconic because realistically these movies should not work to go and watch now. Mm-hmm. They still hold up, you can still appreciate yeah. the sheer amount of work that went into films like yeah. this. They mm-hmm. were being really intelligent with their choices. Yeah. So having... They're quite short movies as well. They're not exactly really the thing to get now. Why I knew I would get a lot in this weekend. <laughs> cram that much information into it. Like, with not a lot to work with. So You didn't have major special effects. You couldn't have everything blowing up all at once because that's like your entire set's gone. You wait yeah. till the last day Okay, yeah. right Now we can set the windmill on fire because we don't need it anymore.
2: <laughs> yeah. so you
4: Nobody
5: don't... go wrong. Well,
2: <laughs> what, you haven't it, turned you the know? camera on? Oh. oh, God damn it. You don't <laughs> We're going realize... to need another windmill. But,
1: <laughs> you don't realise you're watching a masterclass of acting as well. Yeah. Like was... you're literally watching these guys like masterclass you in how to, how acting is <laughs> it's brilliant. How to, think...
3: how to hold a room, isn't it? Yeah, how yes, exactly. room. That's, that's... there. That, yeah. That's why I find it so sad that Lugosi died penniless.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, to mm-hmm. this he died in a in yeah. a little flat in California in LA. Oh, yeah. And Frank Sinatra paid for his funeral. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know Frank I knew his funeral. I knew
1: his son and one of his ex wives was that because he never requested to be buried in the in the cave. Yeah. they made that decision for him. Yeah, and um,
3: thinking that that's what he would like. Um, and yeah. I did not know Frank Sinatra yep. for his funeral. He was so sad because uh, the whole Italian connection thing. Yeah, I'm not. I'm still not sure if he's a uh, he was a mafioso or not. You know, a <laughs> part of the mafia, but. Um, apparently, Frank didn't like the idea of him being in a pauper's grave. So mm-hmm. he, yeah. he wanted to make sure he got the burial that someone oh, of his yeah. standing deserved. So yeah. Frank Sinatra
5: paid for his funeral. It,
3: it's yeah. crazy, yeah. though, like
5: uh, have... because it is absolutely heartbreaking um, being the guy that started it. And mm-hmm. as the films progressed, they forgot about him. He went mm-hmm. back to doing it on stage, and people were practically laughing at him. Of just like, this yeah, is so it was now. like he, he became um, the joke. He became the butt of a
1: joke that just was. It should never have been. Like call, like Boris Karloff never got that kind of Ooh, like attention as what Bela did with the with how
5: oh, again. I think it's third it with Frank Stern films where um, Bela Gossi reappears as. Ego. Yeah. Um, Boris Karloff made sure that he got paid the exact same amount that he got paid for that movie, even though he wasn't the main character. And he was like, out of pure respect, that this guy gets paid properly. We're not paying him, you know, next to nothing. They they
1: always like to make a thing about their relationship that they were feuding with each other, but they really, really were not. It was like anything further from the truth with them, too. And I know his family had a huge deal with ed wood edward d wood jr the apps that they they thought he they thought he kind of what's the word i'm looking for oh like oh god i can't think of the words they they were using him, Mm -hmm. like ed was using them for for money and using his name and everything when people on the other side of the argument were like but we we got to remember bit like we remembered them
4: Mm -hmm. through
1: the x like the movies he did when he did plan nine from outer space um and i think he did another one where he was just a voice in it but yeah his family were not not happy with him at all and i can't think of the word that they used
2: but it's crazy to think that like i didn't know that i didn't know bella lugosi died in a pauper's grave and it's with the same as like tesla you know like tesla died you know in obscurity pretty much and it's almost like capitalism's a pile of shit, you know. It's yeah. always, you know, as as if like hold on, we, we can we just change the filter to be red and I'll go into a big monologue. Can you play the international? Are <laughs> you getting on your soapbox? And I'll get on my soapbox. No, but um, and but that's just that's terrifying. But it, I love that respect. I did not know about the Lagosi um uh, connection there, but that's that's beautiful that he got him paid what he deserved I love to be that. paid.
5: I think this is often why we find at the moment. Um, And it's weird that I have to keep going back to Brendan Fraser. um, (laughs) Coming into context for all of this. But yeah, someone like Brendan Fraser, obviously, unfortunately, blacklisted from Hollywood for a major amount of time,
4: Mm -hmm. obviously,
5: for a horrible case as well. And this thing that now he's back and everyone's in such a spot because no one wants to see that happen again. No one wants to see... Someone so iconic who give so much be allowed to be pushed out anymore? Now it's a case of like, no, Yeah. Hollywood mm-hmm. didn't get to do that anymore. Yeah, fans won't allow it. And I mean, the Oscars obviously has just kind of proven that. you have got oh, God, yeah. just. In.
0: I think it's um, a again it's a change now, which hasn't with especially with Hollywood or the big big stars and stuff. The nice guys, like always, did finish last. Like the like the nice guys used to get pushed out like it always like you had to be a Bellend or a Twat or um a Christian Beale to get across. Uh to get <laughs> <laughs> to get um to get anywhere. Um
5: the narratives people... have to change though. I mean these mm-hmm. ones they're the ones that are getting called out now going like, we don't want them in the films anymore. We're yeah. sick of Chris exactly. Pratt, yeah. everyone's sick of it. Everyone knows he's awful. He's a terrible human being. And he's he has- Dungeons
0: and Dragons, so I'll be honest. <laughs>
2: I enjoyed that. No, he, he's not that. That's um Chris. <laughs> oh, Chris Pine. Pine sorry, yeah. Chris, Chris Pine. Sorry. Oh, we Chris like Chris Pine. He's the nice Chris. Yeah.
1: yeah. Team America.
2: But, yeah. but 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 isn't that terrifying though? That we're talking like that took a hundred years because we're we're talking about how badly the director treated the star the star in like the Mummy and how badly you know we were treating like um Boris Karloff and stuff. And it's this idea of going, oh, we're finally getting to this, and you you wonder if it sticks. But like Hollywood I mean, is not really. James Cameron still works as well, so <laughs> we have to say, it's, a, it's a viper's nest of bastards, basically. Yeah. <laughs> you know,
4: like, that's Hollywood. He <laughs> <Yay. laughs> bastards and goal. bastards, yay! Um,
2: Lovely. Enough about the government.
4: My
5: hand in the Screen Actors Guild of uh, putting in a bit of rights for actors. They couldn't be yeah. underpaid anymore. They couldn't be made to do more. Like inhumane working conditions and everything Mm -hmm. he was one of the biggest advocates for it that a respect factor started to come in that they're not just commodities thrown around across studio sets
0: but that's the thing Um, yeah because back in the day you weren't you you couldn't just work for different studios or different films you were owned by a studio so as as you said with Universal you you had your contract (laughs) you could only work for Universal so the roles that they probably did miss out on or just because they were contractually obliged to be like like either universal or mgm or like like the big names back then um it's amazing that they got away with that because like yeah. again it's almost like forced labor type thing i'm not going to use the s word because i'm not bringing that all into it but uh,
4: <laughs> um
0: being very
2: careful. Visit yes uh, again. Ram. <laughs> i'm sorry I, I said that actually that includes a bad word doesn't it um but, but how scary is that though that you know they could control you in that way because i was watching a documentary about B- uh, bet davis uh about like last year and it was the idea of if you didn't do what the studio want you wanted you to do then they'd be like you're yeah. under contract you we're gonna give you a shit part in this movie kind of thing or we're not gonna yeah. give you the leading role so you do what we tell you to do you be what we want you to be and it's like yeah hey the 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 chauvinism is insane like in terms of going hey oh you're not pretty anymore you're you play the old hag now and it's like Mm. oh and i'm in contract and i have to do this or you have to buy yourself out of contract which they never
1: did they never uh, did it and didn't
2: joan crawford like pay off her contract so that she could work with somewhere else. And then it all fell through. And it, it all, all fell apart. Something, something like, like
1: that. that. I know um, Vera Mills in Psycho, she was a Hitchcock girl, contracted Hitchcock girl, and they hated each other. They absolutely hated each other. And he um, he kind of bumped her to the role that she plays in Psycho, which to us, as a her standard she shouldn't have been playing that secondary role and mm-hmm. even her scream is not her scream it's replaced by janet um janet lees because he, again he just didn't fucking like her and that was the last movie and it was almost like he he he, he really put like a, um a stain on her name because she was so big up until the point and psycho was going to be huge and it was, but he knew it was going to be massive. And he knew having her in a secondary name
3: was just like, ah, fuck you. But he, <laughs> did you ever oh. see what he did to Tippy Hedron though? I mean, oh, yeah. fuck yeah. it out. That that was I mean, I know we're going off course here slightly, but it's it's more about the fact that Hitchcock at that point had such an ego oh, and the things that he put her through, throwing live birds at her constantly until they like scratched her and he then, told her she didn't real. do these. Yeah. And he would say to her, you know, if you don't do this, you'll never work in Hollywood ever again. And, like, oh, she was she was either married and she was having children or just had a kid or she was getting married. I know there was something going on and he did his damn best to try and split her and her husband up or her husband-to-be up because he was so obsessed with her to a he level did. that was disgustingly... Uh, and yeah, he's horrible. Did uh, he did it uh. with all of them apart yeah, from
5: just, Janet Lee. Yeah, was Dark Undertone about Hitchcock, so... Mm the the wording always is is basically any leading lady had to uh sleep with him to be the leading but this is a good move
4: most of them no
5: most no. of his leading ladies are blondes yeah mm-hmm. they're and, all um, leading blondes and one of the weird sort of underlying context with it was uh he'd spent a long time hunting down trying to get around Monroe in a film Mm -hmm. And she downright refused because she knew that was the the thing you had to do. And she said, I'll never do it. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's weird because you go back and watch it and you can see it. He was trying to get anyone as close as possible to Marilyn. And he had some kind of insane obsession.
1: He was never getting her. (laughs)
5: Um, But yeah, Yeah. hugely misogynistic, hugely horrific person. Yes. And it's always really bad it's just iconic of his point in horror but it's really like hard to enjoy it because mm-hmm. i'm just kind
4: of so yeah, we have
2: this so much though where we have these yeah. things where you're like oh like music artists where you're just like oh god they're horrible but oh i love this like like a mate of mine who's a dj is like oh can i not play lost profits anymore can i please? oh absolutely <laughs> no, like, <laughs> but you know like stuff like that and you just got oh bollocks but but to tie it back to Universal, it's the fact of like Hitchcock, like the arrogance of him coming mm. out at the beginning of his films and having this big monologue of "Oh, this yeah. is a Hitchcock <laughs> production," and then like you know, which is the Universal film where they do that, where it's saying, like, "Is it? It's not." Is they it did it, uh,
3: Frankenstein. Frankenstein, yeah. and, yeah. It, and yeah. they, they
2: they talk about, it and I I love that. I love that little sort of like, it, it, and. Is it weird though that they're just going like, "This is a monster movie. You might be shocked." You, I, mean, I love that. Like, I think everything. <laughs> giving start them like with a prior monologue.
1: prior warning.
2: <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. but we're going Every back Only to like, videos should start with that same monologue. It's like <laughs> some of you might be frightened. Some of you <laughs> might be shocked.
4: <laughs> we're
2: going back to like, so the die. universal horror, horror <laughs> ah, yes, as so, well.
0: Um, what movie would you say scared you the most as a kid? Cause mine was the mummy. When I first saw the mummy, I was absolutely terrified, like to to the point where I I didn't watch the movie all the way through.
3: I none of them
1: actually seen the mummy, <laughs> and none of them scared. But creature freaked me out for the reasons I mentioned earlier. But nothing's like truly scared as scared as.
3: I think it's of the time though, isn't it? I mean, if we yeah. were around in the 20s and 30s and you had the expendable cash to be able to go to the cinema and see these kind of things because only the upper class people would have done back then. They were very fancy. fancy. Um, Did
1: you know they were called Nickelodeons?
3: Yeah, they paid a nickel. I did not know that. I was like, oh, my God, I've just learned a thing. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, it would have been a a certain echelon of person that was privy to watching. Yeah such a thing. And and you know, like when you see the the when they did the premiere of um The Exorcist in 70 something, they um uh, people were fainting and passing out because it was unlike anything they'd ever seen. Yeah. I imagine to a degree those people that watch those original films, like you you try and analyze it from the point of view that you're watching a film about a, a crazy man who's determined to build the perfect person out of dead bodies and he goes to a cemetery digs them up he sews them together he he gets it struck by lightning and makes this reanimates all these corpses into one huge giant man Mm -hmm. and that's unlike anything any of them would have ever known unless they'd read the book which by way, I still find to this day was amazing that Mary Shelley didn't have a pen name she didn't go under a male pen name no she, she stayed with being a female and getting a book published in 1816 that's mm-hmm. when it. it was that's when it was around then it was early 1800 so you wow. know when you look at it from that point of view that in itself was a, a huge thing so That woman should have been published. tried as
0: a witch at some point <laughs> so again, <fine. laughs> yeah. but
3: you know i i imagine that when you went to see frankenstein and they came out and they said oh this will be a terrible movie you cannot watch such a thing with such fragile women in the audience you know and (laughs) I imagine they were being very much like oh I can't watch this is absolutely frightful you know and I wish I had those eyes to be able Mm -hmm. to go back and see those things for the first time where I hadn't been spoiled with so much choice yeah yeah just constant
1: fodder that you've got (laughs) you've got so much knowledge of movies and movies that have been before and past that this is the first time they could potentially be seeing something like this, yeah. like ever. And I yeah, exactly. not
3: wrap my head around that what that would feel like. Because we can imagine things. When we read novels, we have the back catalogue of movies and, and yeah. just the we know how re- reanimating a corpse is going to look in our heads because we've got the prior knowledge of it. But reading that book for the first time and thinking – how did they do that? You know, oh, that yeah. they couldn't have possibly done that. And then to see it translated into a movie, and them actually thinking, "Oh my god, this is possible! Someone who is crazy could actually do something like this." Yeah. They can't, but well, you know, <laughs> in in nineteen thirty one when they made the film, probably not. I think but... Graham's
2: on mute. I think he's muted himself. Gone, <laughs> but yeah. Maybe looking... the, um... I'm not yeah. saying anybody uh, but there'll be a YouTube tutorial coming soon or something for like how to <laughs> <it, which laughs> like, add someone. Oh, it, right. like...
3: It'll be <laughs> the next TikTok's fucking fashion, you know. <laughs> everybody be reanimating corpses on their 30-second well, TikTok. that's what There's I was one that's one what that I was just, gonna uh... say
2: earlier, though. Like the idea of when we're talking about the context nowadays, it's like everyone has shorter attention spans now, like kids. Like I I remember showing, like, someone who's a lot younger than me, like, a French and Saunders sketch as an example of, like, comedy. Mm. And they were just like, oh, it's so slow. Oh, it's so, you know. And it's because it's, like, nowadays it needs to be bang, 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 like TikTok style. And I don't get that. I'm like, there's no setup. There's no payoff. There's no... It's literally Mm -hmm. just a stupid thing, and then it's over. But, um, but no, like, what you were saying there, like how scary it is that mary shelley is credited in frankenstein like as her husband so she's mrs on the credits and isn't she doesn't she come up where it's basically mrs whatever yeah. her husband is and you're like even then they're <laughs> refusing to acknowledge
4: but for and, Bride, and
3: they use her in bride they use her name because yeah. even though even though bride doesn't technically exist as a Mary Shelley book it was alluded to in the book towards the end and then they freeballed this whole
5: Frank, Bride of Frankenstein story if yeah. I'm right so because the film uh, opens lovely because it is actually um, Elsa Lancaster yeah. as well playing Mary Shelley where they're yeah. sat and I always love the scene because there's something kind of cute about the opening of like her, I think it's her husband and their friend? Or it's, like, yeah, I think so, the yeah. story yeah, of her, yeah. her but husband like, oh, like your last story was so good. How did you do it? Come on, you must have another one for us. And then yeah. they just sort of like sit down, like kind of you know, like the most like cute, so, like everyone sit by the fire. I'm going to tell you a little story.
4: Yeah. But and to it's come out of the mind, but come out of the mind of such
5: a young woman as well, you know, mm-hmm. she was 19,
3: I think when she wrote it. Oh, it was, wow. She was very, very young. So, for something that fucked up to come out of a nineteen-year-old woman in the early eighteen hundreds <laughs> brain, she would have been committed. I don't know how she wasn't, and and that's not me being rude. It's just for the yeah. time I Be would have. Been though,
2: out- her friends were nutters. So the fact <laughs> is, you know, it was the idea of like all of them where they're just going. They, they, I've forgotten that because the tale is obviously that they challenged each other to write a horrible story, and they each wrote like something horrible and some of them you know and they're equally iconic but Mary Shelley like knocked out but I love that it's in The Bride of Frankenstein that scene at the beginning is almost I saw it as like an apology for them belittling her or not giving her the acknowledgement she deserved in the first one that they're like actually we're gonna make sure that you know who Mary Shelley is and you know that this was done by a woman because in terms of literature like you're saying she didn't have a pen name she's You know, and it's fucking hell. Like, you know, a woman like (laughs) writing one of the best stories ever in a fucking man's world at the time is, you know.
4: The
5: open titles are something I like as well because there's something really clever about it. So, the, because they always open with like telling you who the cast is. Like, now you get it at the end, but yeah, you get it at the start. (laughs) Elsa's listed as being Mary Shelley, and then it's when it brings up and the bride, and it's just a bunch of question marks. (laughs) Which I love because it's like you've seen her at the start and it's not till the end you kind of go, Hang on a second, I recognize this person. <laughs> it's the same actress. Like yeah. it's one of those weird kind of. I, I always find it really clever didn't, where they didn't did they it. Was, like throwing you off. Didn't they not credit Boris
1: Karloff in yeah, Frankenstein? Yeah. What, I, but what did they put for it? Was it question marks or was it just. Because I remember he's not credited for it. I think it was just dots. I think it was the monster dots. it
3: said and then yeah, just lots of dots.
0: Yeah. Wasn't that the joke? Because it was meant to be parts of the person. So I kind of got that as like a joke, like their type of humour. Because like the monster wouldn't be one actor, it would be parts of a oh, human.
5: Parts of everyone else. <laughs> An ensemble
0: cast.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with I think it was Boris's remember, head.
5: Because <laughs> he hadn't really done a lot at the time. So he wasn't like a huge name. Um, mm-hmm. He just, they spotted him like this is, because they could never work out how they wanted the monster to look. But just took yeah. the longest time to make this film was they could not get it right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure it's a case of he was at the studios doing something else and someone spotted him and went, I need to sit him in a chair. Like, he, his face is perfect. Mm-hmm. And they built it from there. So it's like a stroke of luck for him because his career was teetering on the verge of him not acting anymore. Right. And it happens. When the premiere, they didn't even invite him to the premiere. Really? Oh. He Was not wow. acknowledged to be there because it was a case of well, you were just the guy, and you were just the monster, like you're not the main actor. Mm-hmm. And yes,
4: yeah.
5: it was a huge misstep for Universal because everyone was kind of like, No, we want to know who this guy is. There's, yeah. The yeah.
4: Um,
5: and it is wild because he's like the biggest name of Universal, everybody knows Boris Karloff for it. at first, and thinking no one would really care, you just mm. happen to look right. That was, yeah. It.
2: And then you get to see how amazing he is as an actor in The Mummy, where, like, mm-hmm. I loved him in The Mummy. Like, it's like the, the little, yeah, where, you know, the close-up, close-ups of his face and stuff. It's so dramatic. It's so wonderful. But, like, yeah, I don't think people would have the a, attention span for these films now. Like um, no. but, like, but the same you're saying about, like, Boris Karloff and how iconic he is there and... Like the same as Bela Lugosi and Dracula is one of my favourite scenes is probably the most boring scene for a kid nowadays, which is the battle of wills with Van Helsing. I absolutely <laughs> love that because it's effectively just two people staring at each other and uh, you know, a like step, by, forward, you know, and a step back. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And he's just like going like, <laughs> you know, with a distance in like- it. It's like so this. good though, like, and I love that the film makes Van Helsing a likable guy. Oh, I see
5: him. Yeah. But um, no, with Paul asking I'm the only one that um scared. Um, now I'm not. You know, I'm not even sure if it goes under Universal or not. I'd have to double check this one. It's a film called White Zombie.
4: Um, it
1: is. Really I, th- it is I think it is. It's it's Bella, yes. Yeah. It's, it's definitely Bella Lugosi, and I believe it is. I'm going to Google it while I've got it open. I do believe that White Zombie is universal and positive. There is this TikTok.
5: scene in it, and like, I remember it distinctly as a kid, because I remember it sort of... I don't know, there's something really unnerving about it now, looking at it. It's nothing. Um, I think it's a female character sat in like, like like a little cabin. mm mm-hmm. And it pans to the window, and there's this guy just staring at her. And the light does that beam thing across. Mm. It's like his entire eyes are white, there's Sunday. nothing in them. <laughs> and he is, you know, pure, like dead set face, just staring at her. Mm-hmm. Um, and the camera stays there for quite a bit. And see, I was watching these really young, so I'm talking like maybe about six, seven to eight year olds this year of watching these films. Mm-hmm. Um, and that one came about, and it was one that was like, can we turn this one off? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> whatever that was, I don't like it. Like, that's...
4: Yeah. No, no,
0: no, I you think know that, that was the same thing. with The Mummy as well. Like, like when I was a kid, it was just... There's, there's nothing terrifying, but it's just uncomfortable. Like, save... And I, I always love... Uh, again, when you watch movies now, everything's so fast-paced and going at, like, like 90 miles an hour, but everything was so slow and methodical and thought out. Even yeah. like the creature I, I was pissing myself laughing like on a boat and it's got this big seven foot monster who's creeping about and like the most like you couldn't (laughs) miss it even in the world and he's like be able to get around this port going Mm but um (laughs) he
3: does do that a
4: lot (laughs) (laughs)
3: we couldn't work out what noise what what, like animal that was supposed to be because we were watching it last night the creature and I kept going to the other half and going what animal is that he went it sounds like a strangle and we were just like we couldn't work out what that that was because usually you can go oh that sounds like a lion or Mm -hmm. yeah it's you know, and and it, it didn't even sound cat like. It had such a strange like, I don't know. But you know, it's an animal, and you know you can't put your finger on it. Yeah, yeah. but like, it it didn't sort of suit the creature though. To me, it's like ah, it was like,
4: it was like, I was like Ugh! yeah, Ugh! his <laughs>
1: noise was a bit weird. <laughs> but talking about um, we you know we were talking about remakes earlier and how they've not worked. Did you not think the Shape of Water was kind of
4: mm-hmm.
1: a good one for a creature, mm-hmm. or do you not? See that like, just because it's not a universal,
4: it wasn't property. a
0: universal, it was a retelling. But they've done the story of the creature from like Blackburn so many different times. They've had it in Buffy, they've had it in Supernatural. Mm. It, it is a staple type thing, so the elements will always be still. And like I say, it's a fish man being taken away and yeah. from his elements. And yeah. this woman starts banging him because she's in the fish, but
2: still, oh, I could have um, done without the beast reality, I could have
3: done without it.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, um, and that X-Files episode, too. you know, the amazing uh worm the, the worm man X-Files episode in season two. Yeah. That that is terrifying, and I see that as like an adaptation of like Black Lagoon.
5: I think Shape of Water was interesting because it still has all the base logic of but it's like a refined stealth Toro as well. So he has this whole thing over um fairy tale-esque. Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of like it's always like a, I can't think of the word like a blueprint of his films. Yeah. there's always this fairy tale aspect. Um, what what I'm really interested by is because it's not obviously going to be universal. Like, what wasn't really. Um, but he's coming in now with want to do a version of Frankenstein as well.
1: Yep. well mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because this is this is what he wanted to do with with it. the reason you have the shape of water for it is because he went to Universal and went, I want to do a creature from the black lagoon. And they went absolutely not, and he went right, no problem. I'll say years later, and did shape of water.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so he'll do exactly the same thing. Uh, White zombie was filmed on Universal's lot, right? But it wasn't exactly a Universal movie; it wasn't their production.
3: Oh ah. I'm right <laughs> in saying they cast Andrew Garfield didn't
5: they? Or uh, he's talking about Andrew Garfield. I think so one. far the names that are floating that he's looking at, uh, Andrew Garfield definitely, uh, Mia yeah. Goth as well, which I get feeling she mm. will be the bride. Who's Mia Goth? For Del Toro, for her looking so obscure, because she's yeah. an woman, it fits she... Del Toro's kind of view of his version of the Obscure Bride, yeah, me with the original, not conventional. Oh three. yes, I know who you mean. She um, had a baby
3: with Shia LaBeouf. Who? No. Yeah,
1: oh, yes, she did. Yeah.
3: The, <laughs> <laughs> the
4: first thing that came up was
0: the
1: first thing that came up was partner Shia LaBeouf.
0: Yeah.
5: Um. I like, you look at like that be disappointing. Mate. <laughs> um,
4: I can
0: definitely see Andrew Garfield as like. The scientist stuff, like actual Frankenstein, um, mm-hmm. I can see that him being. Let's be honest, Andrew Garfield can't do no wrong, so um, it'd be but, quite an interesting take.
3: The I don't know if it was. I don't know what you want to class it as. The one where uh, you had James McAvoy and um, Harry Potter, Goblet, yes. Daniel
4: Radcliffe
3: mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. as I eagle, That mm-hmm. wasn't bad. I didn't hate that. Um, I know they're all like sidebar stories, mm-hmm. um, and I'm intrigued about Renfield. That's going to be a shit show yes. Is it cage <laughs> or... yeah, it's going to be I so not. because it's Weird cage. For that. It's to... Oh, it's, it's going to be terrible in every it's
5: way. Gonna <laughs> it's going <laughs> to be we terribly haven't. fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> what we do in the shadows, to me, I'm like, isn't this the story we've been seeing in What We Do in the Shadows with Guelmo and Nando? I'm like, it feels like,
4: yeah.
0: Bless her, but I mean, um,
3: I I take my chances, you know.
4: Yeah, that's I, right. get I to would, know. A little bit. I, I would love. I, I, I would say, on... if, mm-hmm.
5: if anyone's seen the Kenneth Branner version of Frank, yes. Stuff, mm. Oh yes. Oh, that's that beautiful. Robert De Niro, gone... wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Was. Yeah, which is wild to me. Like every time, I love the film, but I still have to sit there and go. That's Robert that's De Niro. De Niro. Yeah. Like, yeah. I would never have Yeah, it took to me that. a while as well.
0: I think with um, I think with, if you're going to do re, like a reinvention of of Frankenstein again, it's all about the monster. You can have the best actors, in the world, and that's where the like James McAvoy one fell apart for me. The monster was overdone on CGI. Just like take it back, simpler practical effects do work. Like I make the body parts look disjointed, but yeah. you can do amazing things, and they proved it with these movies that they don't have to be these CGI spectacles. Absolutely
2: not. uh, It's tough, though. Like, what is Frankenstein? Because the fact is there's so many different ways you can take it. You can take it with the original novel where you're basically talking about... Because it's a fairly religious novel of basically, you know, science getting out of hand and man sort of overstretching his reach kind of thing, and also the... You know, can you bring life... You know, you could even make a, an abortion sort of, like, story on it, of the idea of bringing life into the world that you don't know how to deal with, and that, you know, you don't you know care mm-hmm. about, because the mm-hmm. creature is bad because he's treated bad. Like... You know, you can do that, or do you want to make it about the scientist and about his like um... It's
3: it's about a God complex to me. Yeah. It's <laughs> about one man who thinks that he's got this idea and it's eaten him alive. And till he sees if he can execute this idea, he he will never rest. And <laughs> yeah, once he does, he and he realizes and he gets the clarity, instantly he knows it was a mistake. He knew yeah. you could just tell, I've achieved what I wanted, but this wasn't what I wanted. You know, but and it's sad- yeah. It's like line you were saying about the god complex. A line he says,
1: "Um, oh dear God, now I know how it feels to be a god." Yeah, yeah. and he kind of goes into this almost catatonic state because he if realizes it, it's yeah. It goes on for quite some time before, because normally they're very good at cutting scenes very quick. Yeah, and moving on to the next one. With that one, they leave it a little bit longer, and you get to see like how much of a catatonic state he actually is in by what he has just done.
5: Yeah. Has anyone Crazy. gone through um, the Penny Dreadful
2: series?
5: No, but I've it tried. always intrigued us.
2: I only watched the first season and I loved it and I don't know why I didn't watch season two. I've done them, yeah. Good. I've
4: done
5: Their twists them, yeah. on uh, the monster and the bride mm-hmm. are really interesting. Yeah. Uh, I think the monster in that is closer to the original story of the him trying to understand human emotion and why people act the way, that why are people so bloody horrible? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone was just awful to their call. Um, the Brides I adored. I think that might be my favourite version of, other than the original.
4: Yeah. And it's the very... Bride.
3: Rory Kinnear, wasn't it, who played it um, and it was Billy Piper who played
5: The Bride. Oh, interesting. It is Billy Piper. I know a lot of people go, Oh, it's Billy Piper. Um, no. she's
2: that's she's the really only good, thing. Bizarrely. You know, it's yeah, like, yeah, oh, she's I didn't expect good. this at all. Considering she's, she's when you hear a music career and you're like,
4: mm,
5: Because we want to. Because we want to. <laughs> yeah, it like... um, it's the story context that come about with her that I love is you get to see Proteus is the second maid. Mm-hmm. um proteus and the monster have their issues they're not quite perfect she comes out clean, but so intelligent like scarily so she is ahead of everybody in that mm-hmm. um to uh even to point the context of the story of her building up every woman in the city that's ever been wronged and take them out like an army Kill every man you find. <laughs> oh, <genetic> yeah, <laughs> kill them because they're the I'm worst. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
4: um, It's
5: a oh, brilliant yes. story because they connect her into Dorian Gray with them both th- being immortals. Yeah. yeah, she looks at the monster like you know, kind of. Oh, you making me want to no, watch this? Like, no, so yeah. weak. We're so yeah. weak. We're still crying over people. Like we're bigger and better. Yeah, on, we yeah. could literally rule the place. Um, wow. It works well with Dorian because he's that arrogant. Yeah. He's a dick. <laughs> but yeah. the narrative a even for Dorian, she's too much. Yeah. And she's too scary now. Like nothing will ever stop this woman, and she, she's oh picked life. up everything about them all. How they'll use her because she's just a neat woman. Um, wow, she's fantastic.
4: Hmm. I am
5: um... another movie. That's the version I want to see even more fleshed out.
0: Yeah, but that yeah. that goes under That's like enough. the thing I was going to ask as well because Dan, like, with us saying that, like, as you said, if they're going to do uh, a new Frankenstein Del Toro version, would you want them to be standalone movies, or do we want to like the Dark Universe as what was promised be before? Do you want like the interconnected like the Marvel uh, experience, shall we say? No, no, uh, no.
5: no L- leave, leave, to... it mm-hmm. leave it alone. Leave it alone.
0: It's, it's very hard
5: think, to interconnect yeah. a bunch of characters that were not all written by the same person. You've got very to close. somehow yeah. crowbar them together. In yeah. It's always going to some crap story of kind of like, well, we have to band together now. And it's like, these guys are written so separate to each other. Why? That's yeah, such a good point.
4: Well, well, I think, I think Penny Dreadful's
5: the, the closest they've got. to talk about? Like, sat around kind of having like a cup of tea. What context can they ever have a conversation of like yeah. so you live in the I water? Really.
3: The so only thing that has that
5: worked in is the monster squad.
4: Yes. That is the Stop. only time <laughs> yes. you've been able
3: to get those key characters. You've got the Gilman, you've got um you've got the Dracula, Science Monster, Dracula, you've got Wolfman's um, Got Nards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the only film I think. Because it was done in a satirical way in yes. that universe of when the Goonies and all that was coming out. It was about 1987, 1988, I think that came out. Mm-hmm. So, in in that, and they had Van Helsing in it as well, if I remember. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. they managed to shoehorn them all in, but it worked because it was for it, kids. Yeah. It was, and
5: it, it was brilliant.
1: Yeah. I just want to say I love you,
0: Dan, for getting a Goonies one. reference in without I didn't even have to see <laughs> it. So I, thank watched you. A smile.
1: <laughs> I saw you like, oh, I didn't do it this time. <laughs>
0: But yes. Um. i just thought of one. Like again, it, I don't know if it was Universal that did it, but the re- the re- recent uh, Invisible Man that we got.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I know what happened is I, after me and Ian had watched all of these films all day, he was like, "Now, I want to watch a film that I like." <laughs> you know, no, no would, but um, no, but he basically said we're gonna put the uh, the the new Invisible Man on. And I loved that because that horrified I it was so me. So good, like,
1: Michaela said it was brilliant.
2: It's it's genuinely amazing, but it did horrify me. It did actually genuinely freak me out, like the bit where people just get killed, like you know, like <laughs> the, when the throat sitting bits. Yeah. Uh, I was just like, oh, oh, I don't like Ooh. this at all. But it but it points out like The Invisible Man is a very satirical film to start with. Like it's ludicrous where he's just like, oh, he took loads of chemicals and he went nuts. And now he wants to take over the world. And you're like going, okay, this is a very odd concept. But the the you know, in in the remake, it's going, no, think about how terrifying. And it does everything, every horrible thing that you could do by being able to be invisible to someone is in that film. Yeah. It's yeah, I thought it was amazing. Just it, you know. it, it, there's
5: the middle it, ground one as well, Apollo Man.
2: Yeah.
5: Well oh, that's got of, some
2: creepy moments yeah. in it, hasn't
5: it? Apollo Man, yeah. Cause it's you know, at first the reason why he's doing it is to actually to try and progress um their work like medically. Yeah. Um, and he's again he's another one like a major god complex that he can't wait. He just he has to prove that he's done it. And the same thing happens. He goes insane all the time. Mm-hmm. The scientists yeah, can't never keep see it in face again. You're never actually going to be whole. Um, hmm. Sends him insane. But how creepy he is as well. Because um, he becomes obsessed
3: with Elizabeth Shoe, doesn't he? Like yeah. bacon. Yes, it, it wouldn't have become obsessed with
0: Elizabeth um, Shoe, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs>
5: There's, there's a terrifying scene in it, and it's all very alluded to what he's done. There's this woman he keeps looking at, yeah, yeah. Another one who likes to look through the window at people.
0: Um, yeah. <laughs> 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 Hitting um, us men in a good good light. These films, I'll tell you. <laughs> that. Um, but yeah, going back, like say, like the modern modern type take, like the like the domestic violence element to it really did get to me as well. Like, like because that's what men would use it for, and her, like as a man saying that it scares me to think, like, if someone got that power, that it wouldn't, they would use it for them type of means. I can, And you can actually see, and you hear stories in the newspapers or even by talking just to your friends, like hearing people getting, like, how they've been stalked by, like, exes or stalked by people online. Like, with us being such an online, like, presence now, like, people, like, harass us to a degree at times as well, which sounds weird seeing. But if people had is them type, the type of like is elements get
4: of
5: harassed after this,
0: <laughs> no, 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 like What did I sign up
4: for? <laughs> you might just get
0: some sense, some socks by Martin, but that's that's a different
2: story. <laughs> but, um... but you wonder, you wonder if though that this is the way to adapt the universal films for mm-hmm. the future, where mm-hmm. like like we're saying, the Invisible Man, like the original one, he gets megalomaniac, you know, in it. Whereas mm-hmm. this one, it's not the the fact he's invisible in the remake—well, no, the, the not remake, mm-hmm. the, the newer one—that's like a plot device rather than the whole point of the film. Yeah. The point yeah. of the film is about an abusive, like um, stalker X. Yeah, and then the invisible aspect is like, oh, wouldn't it be horrible if he also could do this? Oh, like, gosh. and I think that's the that's way. That's actually do it. made like, me maybe... go
1: cold. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, it's horrible.
1: <laughs> I do want to watch it. Michaela couldn't speak more highly of the day when we were talking about these films um so i will give it a watch
3: i will say though that with the the invisible man i'm i'm not big, the biggest fan of elizabeth whatever her name is from the <laughs> hand, yeah, that i'm i'm not I, I don't really but she played it well she played it like it's it's the thought of it's a common theme of the story like you say the stalker X, that mm-hmm. um given the opportunity or the money can do whatever he likes mm-hmm. um and that is a current issue that they've addressed with the loosely idea of the invisible man so i mean i'm not opposed to them taking movies and and reimagining loosely based off the original idea but yeah. As as we well know, after the psycho debate we had on the last one, a shot for <laughs> shot remake doesn't work for anyone. It's a pointless, no, it absolutely pointless. So,
0: it's if yeah. you can add something to it or give us something different. Yeah, or just like so you can tell the same story, just do it, do it a different way. But doing a shot for shot remake for these, like, like the, I'll be honest, the endings <laughs> would be the most unsatisfying endings to any movies. Because <laughs> let's yeah. be honest, I don't know watching. I don't know if you guys are watching her back. I've loved the movies up until the end because th- these guys can't don't know how to end a film. That that's been my takeaway for a lot of, like the mm. Wolfman is like, oh, he's dead. I've got the key in the end. Dracula, Van Helsing's yeah. Poonum, get up the stairs, the end. And it's the like... same.
3: Stephen King. It's the Stephen King school of writing, isn't it? <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> I mean, I, I wonder though, I'm gonna ask you, like uh how would you adapt these in the context of what I was saying about the invisible man for the modern day? Like I would, I would quite like to adapt Dracula, but make it about real estate. So make it about the, <laughs> the hard, the hardcore world of the real estate. And then one of his clients is like, Oh, he's wanting to buy this Abbey. And he's wanting, you know, I think that'd be a really bizarre way of taking it. And <laughs> that it's like, would be oh, so Jesus crazy. Christ. Yeah. like No, but then like, oh, the, they find out like, Oh, all these people are dying. What's that? Oh, you sold the Abbey to, this vampire
5: <laughs> I don't know I think it is now, yeah, any sort of re-adaptation it's because obviously things have moved on so much over time. time um, it's suddenly taken a new perspective like what would be the drive now
4: like, mm-hmm. the original
5: drives aren't quite the same um, the last version of Dracula done uh, by Stephen Moffat yeah, mm-hmm. TV just a Dracula with oh, that was the so BBC funny. one yeah, yeah. Um, the twist I enjoyed was the terminology of the fact that every time he fed, it gave him something from that person. He was utilising it. Mm-hmm. So he wouldn't just eat anything. It's like, does it have something of a purpose I need? Yeah, uh, Particularly a scene when they're on the boat. And he realised he has forgotten now how to speak. It's German. Mm-hmm. And he goes around the boat and he tries to work out right here. This one speaks German, right? I'm gonna take you. And within minutes he sits back down at the table speaking it perfectly. Mm-hmm. And also doing this. More respond, it kind of purposeful.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: And he does like when he's been asked certain questions, he's just like, come on, like I'm not <laughs> like I'm not heathen. Like I'm picking and choosing, like I wouldn't just go for anything. What's mine?
1: Like, <laughs> it's very um almost Hannibal of him to do that, because that's what he was he was about taking the imperfections out of the world. I and love leaving
5: the, the perfect. Yeah, taking these new perspectives of logic and yeah. putting them into these older characters that they would maybe... And some of them make more sense now, some of them not, because The Mummy, Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. Um, others <laughs> worked. But, but the <laughs> thing is,
0: though, I think The the Mummy was always going to be a, a film just because they did the Brendan Fraser, which was basically a cross between Indiana Jones and, a, and the Universal Horror. So taking yeah. elements out like that... Will work. I do think, like probably not movie wise, these would work as well. Probably as TV shows or, like as you said, like the Del Toro cabinets of curiosity have like a universal, mm-hmm. like even almost like a Twilight, mm. Twilight's one aspect have someone come out, like oh, as it did with the yeah with it, like, say someone introducing the movie saying, today we're going to the depths of the Amazon where we're doing a dig and. Wh- what I they were finding um, was not <laughs> what they were expecting. And How then. We
5: those episodes is beautiful. Uh, it reminds me of Clash of the Titans. Somebody mm-hmm. says what the pitch is going to be and who it's going to be directed by, and then he puts the figure
4: yeah. down mm-hmm.
5: to show you who it's going to be. It reminds me of Clash of the Titans, where you would lift the people off the wall and place mm-hmm. them.
2: It was a really I good talk about that, like that. But no, it's these people. and the idea uh, of the these are little vignettes. Like you know, it'd be wonderful mm-hmm. to have these little one episode things. Like oh, it's the Wolfman. Oh, it's like that. Like that'd be mm-hmm. great. And then you, and then if it landed well, then you could go, hey, what if they met up, or what if you know, the Wolfman. Came across Frankenstein's monster or something. Then oh, peeping you at, would do peeping it, at the bride Frankenstein through a window with a telescope. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> this,
3: this has led me to this one question then. If anyone could direct that kind of style, like a Twilight Zone, Cabinet of Curiosities, like hmm. little small succession of mov- like mini movies of the Universal Monsters, who could do it? It has oh. to be Del Toro.
2: I don't think I can imagine anyone but Del Toro doing it, but that might be my agree. limited no, knowledge.
4: Yeah. I
1: know I think I'm going to have to agree. Um, oh yeah, I'm going to say Del Toro. Uh, I just for the just for the way that his mind is with monsters. I no.
4: don't know.
1: I,
2: I, Del Toro
0: would be good, but it'd be like as you said. Jessica said, too much like a fairy tale, and I don't want these yeah. to
2: become fairy tales. But are um, these folk tales though? Like stuff like the Wolfman and stuff like you know Frankenstein. They're almost like folk tales, like on mm. screens. Or I don't know.
0: But if you want a modern, that's... like if you want in a modern feel, go with the man that's got like, that like can't do anything wrong at the moment. Jordan Pale. Mm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> nah. I don't
5: know. I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> yeah, Mark that is for me. If anyone's ever seen his documentary on horror, um he is a wealth of knowledge. He is. Um, yeah. He had a hand in the most recent Dracula. Yeah. Um, he has such a passion and a love, particularly for where it all came from. If anyone was to do it, he's where my eyes are.
4: Mm-hmm. After doing Dracula, I'm
5: waiting to see if he does touch any of the other stories it's not anyone huge or like Hollywood or anything like that but I think you would get the truest and most respectful version from him like I don't think he'd mess with it too much he knows what was good about it and what needs to be updated Um where I'd be watching yeah
4: knowing our luck
3: knowing our luck it would be bloody blumhouse gets the yeah that that,
0: that, that would be no that that would be a big no for me but to be fair
2: earlier what i was going to say earlier is the fact of isn't it scary that we're talking about the universal monster movies and how enshrined they are Mm -hmm. isn't it going to be weird if in 30 years time people are like looking at the blumhouse movies like like (laughs) like you know like 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 classic horror. Conjuring, and they're like, oh, they don't make them like this anymore, and, like, analysing them. And I genuinely think that might happen. People uh, might be looking uh, back at uh, uh, The uh, Conjuring uh, 2 being like, oh, cinema masterpiece. No,
3: and... if I'm dead in 30 years, I will come back and haunt those people. That is not <laughs> yeah. happening. Mean, to be fair, <laughs>
2: well, not... I would watch elective. that
0: movie. <laughs> <laughs> Dan...
4: <I, I, laughs> no, the not...
3: return
0: of Dan. <laughs>
4: yeah. I mean, to be
0: honest, though, a little bit off-field, not talking about horror, but if you're going to go, like, say, someone that does appreciate and go through like, nerd culture... Uh, Edgar Wright.
3: Yeah, yeah, I I see what you I, yeah. Mm, <laughs> but, yeah, Just, I get what you mean from the from the standpoint of that he of is very meticulous when it comes mm-hmm. to understanding. pop yeah, like you say, pop culture I, and <sighs> fan
0: bases as it, well. Though he, it's, likes, it's, it's, it's what he likes, he's very irreverent for. though. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> One he, that's
5: he gonna knows be a, he knows what he likes. Robert Eggers coming in with Nosferatu next mm-hmm. is going
4: to be oh, yes.
5: I think mm-hmm. that
3: is the one guy that could pull, put start the words again. That's the one guy that could pull that film off. When you yeah. look at all the modern directors now, Eggers. When you've seen his, um, his, you know, his work up until this point,
4: mm-hmm.
3: he, I think, would is going to smash that out of the park. Yeah, but. I would be curious, and I'm not saying because I know this is going to be a controversial one. I'd be curious to see Ariaster do something oh, universal. Oh, that would be
1: interesting
3: because he—it's it, his ability to build the suspense and yes. have those have those quiet moments. The, yes. the universal—he's
1: <laughs> very—he's got a lot of patience. aster has got a lot of patience to build you up to a point of where he wants you
3: to get to. So he would be kind of almost perfect i'm not saying it'd be great i just think it's one of those things where you know when you you think okay i get the del toro thing because to me that's where my brain straight went yeah the guy that loves monsters yeah but just to to put a spin on it just to see i'd be intrigued and then um you know if i'm wrong which i probably am going to be you may hunt me down and kill me but (laughs) it is one of those things where i'm just like i'd just be curious because he seems to like i say get that suspense, whereas I don't know
5: any other directors at the moment I think this are... is where, where we've mentioned stuff like Twilight Zone and Tales of Goods, where something like this would be amazing if they could do a mini-series like this, but each one is done by one of these, not one yeah. doing yeah. all of them, seeing yeah. everyone's individual perspective.
2: Like Cabinet of so uh,
5: Curiosities. Yeah, they're yeah. all going to look at it, their oh. personal views of those characters. Mm-hmm. Um, an anthology like that would be. Mm-hmm. I love Ooh, anthology horror. Mm.
0: So yes, <clears> interesting
1: <throat> so, conversations here. Definitely. Maybe we should get on the phone to Hollywood. <laughs>
2: I'll <laughs> yes, get on the phone. Hello, hello there, Peter. giving
0: away on this podcast chaps. already. I don't know. Um... <laughs> But, yes, I think that's a nice way just to wrap it up as well because yeah, I just realised the time and we've got a oh, early morning tomorrow as well. We've got early
1: morning stuff. <laughs> I know I've just been – was just texted her there just to make sure I got her address before she went off to bed or something.
0: But, yes, uh, <laughs> so, yeah. thank you. Thank you, guys. I know, like I it's, say, it's not been the most um, linear podcast, shall we say. It's been a bit all over the place, but I've had it, enjoyed the conversation. I think that's always been the, the pleasure. Been,
1: uh, very interesting conversations that have come out of a set of incredibly old films.
0: Yes, and some very knowledgeable people as well. So he's have done done his homework. He's done us <laughs> proud. Um, <laughs> so yes. So again, oh. thank you for everyone in the chat. You have been chipping yes. away. Thank um, you. If, like I say, we'll I know we'll see a few of you guys tomorrow at Nerd Fest. Um, like I say, we'll have a few prizes to give away for the day and some stickers. So come and get a sticker and. Remember to lick Goodwill. He he likes Always. that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, next week I think Danny's is making a returners again. Next week. Uh, oh
1: my god! Yeah. Two weeks in a row. It is it, the true crime.
0: True crime next week. Yeah. Yes.
1: I forgot, so... I forgot
3: then I was like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> this
1: is gonna be <laughs> yeah, yeah. this is gonna be interesting. I've got to remember what I did the last time, so I don't talk about it this time. you can gonna, gonna,
3: very... gonna have a new. background anyway. Let's just yes. it excellent. Stuff. It's coming. Good, in, a, it's, it's coming. Good, a a thing crime now. scene. So <laughs> I just I just kill Rob and then just put my there and <laughs> prop on the same.
0: Game will have a true crime podcast about the podcast, like <laughs> only murders oh, in the meta? building. <laughs>
3: Inception, Inception,
0: Interception. But yes, um, I think the next ones. Graham will be back for Ner- uh, Star Trekking with Nerdy Up the North for Picard, and I hate you as well. Just by saying this, because you have got me watching Picard now. I as have actually should,
2: it. As you should, we're waiting for mm. the the inevitable Keiko O'Brien as the big bad reveal <laughs> at the end of the series. Um, that won't make any sense to anyone who's not a No, or it does not. Um, but Yes, why, I have to say this season of Picard has been amazing. By the way, it's really good. Like it's just, isn't it? It's the, like we're saying about the monsters and stuff. It's the idea of, isn't it? Wonderful when you put something in someone good's hands. Mm-hmm. And they do a good job with mm-hmm. it. It's crazy, yeah. you know. It's like, but um, Who'd have I do want to say while I'm while I'm here though, on Friday after Picard, because are we doing it live on Friday? I don't know.
0: I've, I need to speak to Goodwill. So okay, he's the man in charge of that.
2: But basically, I'm doing a thing on Friday that I really want to shout out about, which is that I am on 9 p.m. Friday through to 9 p.m. on Saturday, we are doing a 24 hour gaming stream for charity, not to end on about ba- on a you know, a sad note, but basically, a friend of mine is very much using hospice care at the minute, and uh, yeah, it's a bad situation. But basically, we want to raise money for St Benedict's Hospice, uh, so we will be doing it. So we're doing a twenty-four hour uh, stream. I'm going to be playing a lot of retro games. We're going to be playing a lot of stupid games, so like stuff like Silent Hill One for the PS, for the PlayStation, things like Mega Man and things like that. Uh, Ian is an artist and he will be drawing sketches so you can donate money during the stream to make me do silly things, to make me play games (laughs) and stuff, like changing hats. Uh, There's going to be one where you can pay a lot of money and get me into drag and I will just start putting on makeup and stuff for the stream while Ian does other stuff. But Ian will be drawing pictures and stuff. Um, like you know, so a sketch of whatever you want. So, if you want to be like, Oh, can you draw Bella Lugosi's Dracula doing this or whatever, you will be able to donate money and get doing yeah, grim. So, yes, um, yeah, oh, I want that picture. Make... <laughs> yeah, that's it. The, the aim is to basically raise money for a wonderful cause. Oh, that uh, sounds so good and stuff. So, please join us doing that on my Twitch stream at 9 pm. And Paul, I'll get you to put the stuff in the comments. Oh, well, don't editor, worry,
4: whatever. Down Man,
2: there. Down below. Um... And have you got any more conventions coming up there, Dan?
3: Uh, we've got the Telford Wales takeover in 13th, 14th of May, weekend mm-hmm. after Sheffield HorrorCon, which we sponsor. And they've, ah. just, they've just announced a load more guests for that. Yeah. Um, I know, I jealous.
0: just said, well, do you want to name the one? That
4: got me very <laughs> excited.
3: And then, <laughs> and then also Newcastle, just seeing that they've uh, announced Charisma Carpenter.
4: Mm-hmm. for yes. for newcastle um.
3: so i'm going to be incredibly poor for that one every penny i make i will be funneling
5: back into it for photos <laughs>
3: so...
0: and what about you jessica where, where where have you got any plugs coming up
5: uh yeah i'll be at Horicon as well um awkwardly in my living the moment i have a life cast of a set of boobs that i'm making excellent <laughs> <it to laughs> <the laughs>
0: Don't we all? Genius if anyone
5: comes to my house and wonders why there's a clear <laughs> set of boobs in the corner. Um, but yeah, Newcastle as well. I'll be uh, working the weapons stall as usual, so it'll be me. i working, knackered, mm-hmm. just trudging around. Um, oh,
0: we, I, I am coming to the Newcastle one, so I'll try and see. And and you'll realise how socially awkward I am in person. Um, as I've been and uh, been made aware that it was a year ago this weekend that we had the Nerdy Up North first meetup where no fucking knew who I was and I just sat in the corner <laughs> and, let, and let everyone else uh, kind of crap on and be all killed. Cool. Someone actually called me Simon, said, Are you Simon? I was good. Like, you can Are call you? me whatever the one, just leave me the fucking Yeah, I was
1: going to say, I think you end up just going, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah oh, wow. Yeah,
0: so people asking us, Are you part of the Nerdy Up North? I was like, Kind of, yeah, a little bit. Yep. Uh, but yes, uh, I don't like people. I don't like meeting people. I always feel
2: uncomfortable. Um,
1: but make sure you come and say hi to us at Nerdfest tomorrow. Yeah. Go <laughs> and
2: lick him. Lick Paul tomorrow. He'll love it. Lick, <laughs> you know, yes, yeah, you lick see what response you get that happens. Between Goodwill <laughs> and Paul.
0: Yes, but yes, um, uh, goodwill will be wearing his unicorn hat tomorrow, so um, sure please check us. it out. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you guys. That's been thank amazing. You. Um, so same back time, same back channel.
1: See you early, everyone. Bye. Bye.